Yeehaw! Welcome to Crab Comics, everybody. That's right, I'm back from Texas. Crunchitize me, Captain Jerry. Crunchitize me. We got a big old pile of comic books and some tasty beers, and you know what, y'all? Shucks howdy. We're gonna have some fun. <laughs> I decided not to. Yeah, it's probably for the best. You know, it was a little played out already. But he's back, everyone. He's back. He is clad in five different giant Texas belt buckles. That's right. And I'm yep. wearing um, my fancy cowboy boots. I got a nice yep. tan, uh, some yep. freckles, a sunburn, and a newly stoked hatred of people <laughs> that are not white. Yeah, yeah. There you. That's you, like, oh, I'm, that's characterizing Texas. Austin, Texas was wonderful. It was yeah. a, it was an amazing place. Uh, we went to a piano bar the very first night, and we sang karaoke with a gigantic group of lesbians. And I wow, it was, it was one of the most wonderful experiences of my entire life. That sounds great. It was perfect. Was it a lesbian bar? Or just lesbians happening to I, sing karaoke? I think it was just they were all out on the town. Oh, okay. You know? Right yeah. on. Yep. Um, it was. I don't think it was a lesbian bar. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe. Uh, Could be. You never know. Austin's uh, a Austin's a pretty cool hip. happening place. It was cool, and I had a lot of fun. There was a lot of good beer there, a lot of good food. Yeah. And uh, I went to a honky tonk, and it was kind of cool. And what does that actually? Is a honky tonk? Is that? I thought that was like a type of dance or like, uh, or is a, it a bar? Is a type of bar? I believe a honky tonk is a place where you go and do a specific type of dance, which is known as the two step, Oh, which is a lot like ballroom dancing and waltzing, but okay. a little bit more freestyle. And like, to country music, presumably. Yeah. Like honky tonk. Okay. Music. Okay. It was, okay. it was a definitely, it was a very interesting thing. I'd never uh, seen anything quite like it, but it was, it's really fun because the whole thing is like um, the the ladies stand off to the side and then the guys ask them to dance with them, right? Okay. Kind of like an old fashioned okay. dance. Yeah. And then um, there were some very very good people there. There was this one girl who was just basically just destroying everyone that she was dancing with because she was so incredible. Like, I can't even like imagine what that would look like. Just lots of twirling, lots okay. of spinning. Okay. Um, it's like it's like almost like improv-y, mm-hmm. which is and she was doing these like cool little kick things. It was funny. There was this guy who's like a professional ballroom dancer, and I was just like, <laughs> he came back and he's like, Jesus fucking Christ, that girl. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. pretty, it was pretty fun. Yeah, um, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was. It was. A was lot of- it? Is like our honky tonks there? Are they like a like a old person thing, a young person thing, a both? Both. That was okay. what I was really surprised on. There was a there was a good um kind of combination of. Like older people, you know, like the uh-huh. more traditional, and then there were like young kids. Well, not yeah. young kids, but like you know, yeah. bar, bar age people. Yeah. You know, yeah. twenty one yeah. to like thirty three. You know, yeah. the girl that I was talking about was probably in her like late twenties. Okay, you know? okay. Um, but there was like this very old. <laughs> there was this very old man who was who asked Savannah to dance, and it was really funny. So. <laughs> did she do it? Yeah, she did. Hell she yeah, did it. yeah. And Hell he was like, yeah. he, he was teaching her and stuff like that. So it was pre- it was pretty cool. Yeah, good time. that sounds great. Yeah, it was. And he had some good barbecue. Had some great barbecue. Had some great beer some tex max some, uh, some good ass tacos hell yeah yeah like we went to this one taco place that had uh, i knew it was going to be good because we we sat down and there were people just making tortillas from scratch yeah. just like assembly line they tortillas. do that everywhere in texas Ugh. like even if you go to major chain grocery stores in texas they will always have like a tortilla making station that's incredible yeah it's awesome that's I love like it. that's something that's something else man yep Super good. well good i'm glad you had a great time 
It's good to be back, though, and it's good to be back on the set of Craft Com- the set, the uh, the the, the studio, production, the production studio. Yes, yeah. of Craft Comics. You yeah. know, I missed it, um, and we're gonna be gone next week. Um, yep. I forgot we've forgotten how to do this. I've left a whole stack of comic books. We're gonna be gone next week because Dan's gonna be in Hawaii. But I might yep. have a special treat for you, some tasty meat for you guys to oh, eat. Um, oh. I might ask Adam Rasta to do it. Oh, nice! Just to take over, just to sub in, just, just to replace, take you. me the fuck out of here. Yeah, and you'll you'll come back and be like, actually, he was so good. actually he was really good. So you can just uh, keep him, I guess, and I'll just I'll just go do Danny Mac things in my basement. Just Danny Mac things in the basement. I don't. Yep. What is that? What is Danny Mac things in the basement? Boy, if you have to ask, you're not ready ready for it. Okay, fair enough. That is fair enough. Dan, what have you been up to this week? Um, I have been just you know just just depressed that you're gone uh-huh. I'm just like waiting for you to get back uh-huh um i've just been trying to find the saddest things i could do yep. so I, like played I, I got one of those like those paddle things with the rubber balls stuck uh-huh. to the string and i would play that and that's really sad because i suck at it yeah yeah and uh oh and you did you get the ball in the cup yeah and i suck at that too yep. so it was it was great you did and... nothing but play two player games <laughs> that like required the other player and you would like like yeah. take turns switching with the controller and yeah. then also crying yeah exactly okay. that makes sense yeah. that makes sense had played some super smash bros on twitch 1v1 <laughs> 1v1 with no one else at the other at the other end of the sticks that is incredible yeah it was great um i don't know i didn't do didn't do that much what did i do oh i wanted to shout out today i started listening to that new lizzo album oh that shit is so good I is love, today the new Lizzo, Lizzo album? No, it's like yesterday, the day before, something okay. like that. But it's it's so good. I, I just like put that on. I was driving over here to hang out with my old pal Gare, and it was yep. just like it was just you can't listen to that album and feel bad about literally anything in the world. What is a Lizzo? Uh, she's the one you probably heard that song. Tell me how you're feeling. Feeling good as hell. No, no, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing? Oh, I okay. mean, maybe it's just your rendition of it. But I have. <laughs> what the, are you trying to say, sir? Sir. So is she like um what would you call her? Like uh it's like R&B? it's it's like not really. It's like upbeat uh upbeat kind of pop with R&B elements. It's okay. a, it's kind of uh, kind of like Beyoncé or something. SZA? Uh no, SZA's too chill. S- okay. But uh but yeah, I I yeah, it's like kind of like Beyoncé, like upbeat pop with some R&B elements and shit. Miss really Knowles. good. Yeah. Who has just released a yeah. documentary on yeah. Netflix, correct? Yeah. Or a, a show? Uh, it, it's a live... Um, performance. Live performance, yeah. yeah. Neat. I have not seen that yet. I want to see that. Also, Gambino came out with hey. a movie on Amazon starring him and Rihanna that has like musical elements, I guess. I haven't seen that either. But it's been a good week for music, and I've experienced almost none of it except for that Lizzo <laughs> album. Well... Hey, but, at uh, least you got some of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And I'm very much looking forward to experiencing the rest of it. Did you see that Brie Larson has like a weird arty Netflix movie yeah, I thing? Yeah, did. It looks really bad. It looks terrible. But right? Rob watched it and said that it was okay. But uh, the reviews are pretty savage. She directed it? Yeah. I mean... It's called The Unicorn Store. Yeah. And it's about a... It's like fantasy realism kind of stuff. Like there's a unicorn store in all of our hearts, and we really just need to believe in order to get there, or something like that. That's sweet, but probably bad. But also, yeah, maybe bad because like she's an adult and like doing it. Like I, I could see if it was like a kid, 
uh, searching for a unicorn star would be kind of cute. But if she's like, you know, 35, it's it's just like. Well, Brie Larson is not 35. She's like 28. Whatever. But... I have her Wikipedia page up at all times. <laughs> so I know exactly how old she is down to the second. Uh, we love Brie Larson, but maybe. We do. Uh, hey, you know, get get him next time, Tiger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Get, get yeah. back on that saddle. Yeah, uh, or maybe it's good, and we'll just have to give it a shot. Who knows? Have you? I, I was okay. Mm? Mm-hmm. How do how do I podcast? Yeah, aluminum, linoleum, linoleum. You got to throw more y'alls in there. Y'all, howdy. Yep. Gargle with some some bourbon or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. You're good to go. Have you seen the Mortal Kombat 11 trailer? No, they I... have the fucking original Mortal Kombat theme in it. Oh, really? It's fucking so good. I was like, I was, I've watched that. Oh, you know, I'll see. Yeah. I'll just see what it's all about. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna find that goddamn game. <laughs> Is it out the, yet? Uh, April twenty third. So okay, next okay. Tuesday. Cool. Yeah, I'll be getting that game. For sure. It looks nice. incredible. Even though you were just like shit talking it last week for being too violent or something or like for not wanting to watch all the fatalities. Yeah, I just won't watch the fatalities. I'll just play through the story mode <laughs> and I won't do fatalities. All right. All right. God. I wasn't shit talking. You're just fucking nasty. Oh, you're shit talking. I didn't, I didn't miss this. I didn't miss Games this these days are too violent. You know what I hate? Violent, violent video, video games, games and women's breasts yeah so i'm gonna buy mortal Kombat and play through the story mode no fatality mode and no revealing outfits i will be playing only yeah. men yeah. men's nipples are acceptable <laughs> females nipples correct. are unacceptable correct thank you tumblr thank you internet <laughs> thank you society and thank you mortal Kombat. and thank you ed boon the creator of mortal Kombat. wow yeah. look at you pulling out that knowledge. the fucking i'm dropping the knowledge dan yeah. how do we run this show how uh, do we do it so Is, are we doing are we on track because we've talked we're... about nothing for 10 minutes so yeah. i think we're doing okay yeah i think that's about normal okay. i think now we just have to sign off and tell everyone to have a great week and that uh and 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 to have a great day yeah okay well shit i this is way easier than i thought thank you guys so much yeah i like um, blocked out my afternoon for wow, this but this is crazy uh thank you so much for swinging by you know i've been jared moore and I'm I'm still Dan with Jerry. You know what? I feel like we might have missed something. Did we miss something? We forgot to drink. Oh my god! And <laughs> but you know what we didn't forget to do? What? Commit to this bit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's <laughs> we did true. not. We're like we're like in it pretty pretty deep at okay, this point. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pull out of this bit and Let's we're gonna dig we're gonna out a little bit here. We're gonna roll right on into the actual show, Dan. This is Craft Comics, a weekly kind of usually podcast where we review comic books that came out last week sometimes we go on vacation i'm sorry we'll try not to do it ever again (laughs) except for next week except for next week uh where we review the comic books that came out last week sometimes they're lumped together uh dan brings some beer we drink it we talk about it yeah we then talk about the comic books we banter we fight we argue we fuck everything (laughs) that's the that's the format baby (laughs) yeah everything is as it should be dan what kind of beer did you bring for us today it looks crazy it is crazy i actually really like the label for this but is it uh, called pert uh it's called purdy pebbles purdy pebbles so this let me tell you about how i found out about this brewery my good buddy jason clatt uh, we went you. Over, we went over to a friend's house, and he brought like a giant cardboard box full of four packs of this shit. And like, it's like it's like sixteen bucks a four pack, maybe or something. And he just bought what I assume is like a hundred and twenty dollars worth of it from this specific brewery. What a hot so man. he's very and uh, uh, people 
in general are very jacked that this brewery has started distributing. Okay. Um, so yeah, some brand new shit. Where they, where are they out of? They are out of North Dakota, I believe. North Dakota. Yep, that's correct. Fargo, North Far- Dakota. Yeah, you missed me wince because you can't see me. Isn't Fargo in Minnesota? There's two. That's unacceptable. I agree. I agree. One of them has to. They have to fight, and they, one of them has to die. And to further confuse it, like watching Fargo the movie and the TV show, I think some of it takes place in Fargo, North Dakota, and some of it takes place in Fargo, Minnesota, or something like that. I remember like looking it up and being wildly confused about the situation. Wow, we yeah, but they apparently make pretty good beer and okay. we got the most gimmicky fucking one that we could find we sure did this is a fruity back pebbles, with the gimmicks everybody fruity pebbles milkshake ipa and i can only assume that that means they put fruity pebbles in the beer this is like the most gimmicky shit that i can imagine oh it, it doesn't says, mean that it's bad and and they have it labeled it has, as it has gimmicks. gimmicks that's yeah. pretty good i actually like, really like that you know it's a little self-aware you know yeah. it's like uh here's all the gimmicks hey, in this we're, beer, but we're a craft we're a craft brewery yeah who makes uh gimmicky beer yeah we're gonna put that on the can yeah, yeah. i i appreciate it not all of their beer is gimmicky either this is like uh i don't know most of their stuff was like uh ipas double ipas hazy I'm ipas a simple whatever. man i want my ipas happy in yep. the middle yep yep well this is not for you then because this is a milkshake ipa Fuck. sir it is a fruity pebbles milkshake ipa if that is not the most gimmicky combination of things in a beer that you can imagine I don't want to know the depths of your mind, sir. It's funny because the people that were like probably in their late twenties in the craft beer boom, right in two thousand eight, they probably looked and they're like, they hate look at this thing, and yeah. They're, and yeah. they're like the yeah. they're they're like the the people that were before them uh-huh. that were like, I just want my wine and kugels and my. My, my PBR. I don't want any hops in my beer. Yep, and now they're yep. like, now these the guys who are like, oh, yeah. shut up, old man. IPAs are great. Now they're looking at this and like, I don't want fruity <laughs> pebbles in my gut. It's too much. It so, is pretty fucking bizarre. But yeah, this is made with real fruity pebbles, and I've seen this a lot. You've seen it on the internet recently that people. This is like a trend. People are putting cinnamon toast crunch and fruity pebbles in their beer people are putting all kinds of shit in beer yeah they're putting semen yeah these days why not why not why not well this is 2019 if you want to drink cum (laughs) then uh then you can you probably can't like sell it uh i mean distribute it (laughs) yeah but like you know if it's if it's home brewed i'm sure you could you could you know it's it's this is america this is america you can infuse that shit with we should make a comic book infused beer yeah just put real comic books in it i believe that was a joke on the last episode right did we talk about blending up the comics and oh yeah you're right we did yeah yeah Yeah, full Full circle circle. yeah bringing it back same brain too big energy hey mood fam before Before we just uh, have sex and get it over with, why don't we open one of these beers and check it out, huh? Cracker open. Oh, it's a good crack. Huh? It's a good sound for sure. I want to know where they get their um, their can guy. <laughs> their can guy. His name's Maurice. He drives up from Indiana. And... I'm actually really mad. There's no fruity pebbles in this beer. I expected like soggy, <laughs> soggy fucking <laughs> grains. <laughs> wow, this mine's a bit a perfect pouring. <laughs> that is quite a bit overcarbonated i think that you probably just poured that wrong i think that you need to shut the fuck up hey poor beer much (laughs) i remember my first beer (laughs) dad jokes you know this is a i i don't know what i expected from the color but i expected it to be a little more something it looks looks i wanted like i wanted like fake like green yeah like like that like just like food coloring food coloring blue 
or or uh or glitter we talked about like yeah. glitter beers at one point that's a thing yeah how dare you put glitter how in dare you beer? put glitter in my beer i'm a man i'm a man and i don't drink glitter i don't drink no glitters everyone knows women's folks are the only <laughs> ones who drink and women glitter. don't drink beer <laughs> they drink wine they're not allowed to not in this house uh there was a man in the very first piano bar that i was at in uh texas who he was from jacksonville florida and he insisted that the piano bar man play the song Titties and Beer. That's a song. It's a real song. Okay. And uh what what genre of music? It is as is? deep it is as deep uh what do you call it? Stereotypical country music okay. as you can possibly imagine. <laughs> oof. Oof. Yeah. So and did the man play it? He did, and at the end, like no one was into it because it's all about titties yeah. titties and beer. Yeah. And there's a line where he says, Thank God I'm not queer. Oh. And then at the end he's just like, There you go, Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> and they they loved it. Jacksonville, Florida loved it, but the, the whole group of lesbians were not super into yeah. it. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Uh he the the guy tried to there like you go Jacksonville. He did try to rip it up a little bit because he yeah. was like he's like okay maybe I'll do a bit for the ladies where he was like he's wieners and wine. Okay, but I was like it's still not. He yeah. was like he's like it's it's okay. He tried just, his best. He did. He did his he did his absolute best. There's some songs him. that are not salvageable. Yeah, Savannah. Like I was like I remember just like looking over at her because it was our first night in Texas. Oh no, and she was like. Can we just forget that that ever happened? And I was like, never. <laughs> like, will this be the entire trip? It wasn't. That's good. Oh, uh, this is on topic on Texas. I went to Jester King Brewery. Oh, nice. It was very cool. Have you heard of it? Yes. It's like I a have. huge sour ale place. Yeah. And yeah. it was fucking good. They nice. had a bunch of really yummy stuff. Yeah, I think I've had some of their beers somewhere. I can't remember where. I don't think we have that we went there when we went to Austin, but. I'm taking a sip. What you think? It's good. I don't really... That's really yummy. Yeah, it's, it tastes a, it's a juicy... Sweet. Sweet, like lactose milk. Heady. Mm-hmm. It's pretty... It's got like a nice body to it, like um, a mouthfeel. That's the lactose, right? Yeah. Nice and nice and thick. Because lactose... Uh, did we talk about this last time? Lactose Maybe. is a sugar that you dump into alcohol. It's yep. a non-fermentable sugar. Yeah. So it contributes a sweetness and a body... It's like when um, sweeter wines have a fuller body, right? They have yeah. more sugar in yep. there. Same thing with beer. Because yeah. um, when yeast ferments that sugar... It thins it, it out. It thins it out and makes it dry. Like mm-hmm. the, a very dry wine is typically very alcoholic, and there's not a lot of residual sugars left in it. And a sweet wine is usually less alcoholic, um, and it has like... Because they, they'll stop the fermentation in that case. They don't usually add sugars. Yeah, or or in the case of like if they were making a port or something. Then they infuse, yeah. Then it's a totally fermented wine, and then they back-sweeten it with additional sugars. And sometimes... Yeah, with port wine, don't they like add like um, like a bunch of like brandy or something too? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Like fortify it? I like that. Yeah, you're I, right. It I is a that, fortified wine. I love that yeah. term. Oh, we fortify it with yeah. extra alcohol. With more booze. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think it's pretty good. I don't really get any fruity like, pebbles. Fruity pebbles. And it makes but, me a little sad. Uh, yeah, but I, part of me thinks that like fruity pebbles aren't that strong of a flavor compared to. But they're unique. Yeah. And they're distinct. So I was expecting. I was expecting something there. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't really get much of the. You do cereal. on the nose, actually. Yeah. Smell it. You, I get cereal for sure. Like um. Like yeah, it it t- it smells like sweet cereal to me. 
Yeah, I can't really can't really get that. Mm. But also, my nose isn't that great. So what happened? I don't know. It just like it just uh, it just Oop. sucks. You were born wrong. I was just born with the wrong nose. That sucks, man. Like Rogozar. Rogozar. He was born with no nose. He was he was actually born with a nose, which we'll get into. Oh fuck! In one of these flashbacks, he has a nose. Does he really? I, I was missed, like, what? I missed that completely. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Dan, is that your way of segueing into the comic book review section of this show? You know, it 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 was, and now we'll just kind of clunkily repeat that. All right, to just get in there. Let's just uh, let's just do that. Um. Again, this is Craft Comics. Again. Uh, a weekly comic book review podcast where we spend a, about 20 minutes not talking anything to do with comic <laughs> books. We do talk about beer, though. Yeah. I'm proud of for us. For like at least 10 out of the 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm proud of us for that. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to dive right into it. It's a This is going to be a bit disjointed because we were gone for two weeks. So we've got two weeks worth of books to so talk pretty about hefty and no bargain bins correct? no bargain bins yeah um we could still do them though i've nah. got that whole pile over there there is i mean we've got like how many books we've got like a fair number six dc and two four so, so yeah we've ten. got ten ten so books actually isn't super not, a lot it's not terrible but watch us work through this uh whether or not we're going to do the bargain bins live yeah. on air <laughs> it's what the people came it's what to the listen to wanted anyway we're going to jump right in uh this is going to be in no order of like what books came out what week. We're just going to kind of go for it. Um, and DC is going to be first since it's the biggest this week. Um, we're going to start with Superman number ten, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, the god! I just I, I tried to like quickly roll through the name so we didn't do the Brian Michael Bendis thing. But but now we did it. But we did yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, art by Ivan Reyes, uh, Brandon and Brandon Peterson, Eau Claire Albert. And Joe Prado on inks, Alex Sinclair on colors, and Josh Reed on letters. Dan, uh, do you want to talk about... Yeah, this makes sense. How about you talk about Superman number 10? Sure. Slurp. The thing about Superman, Jared, is he's both a man and super at the same goddamn time. Can you believe that shit? This is about John Kent, though, mostly. Superboy. Superboy. Who's both a boy and super at the same <laughs> and time. And also kind of a man now because he was <laughs> this is all sent very into outer space with his grandpa and he aged like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Some so, shit. And, but not to be confused with Superboy with the leather jacket because he also exists right yeah he, so, in, in uh what is it well not wonder twins young justice right yeah so there's 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 quite a few super boys and men and ladies and girls super boys to men yep oh man yeah <laughs> they, that's gotta be a joke somewhere. that's gotta be a joke somewhere. Um, i just made it yeah so i yeah what are they gonna call john like super teen super, super millennial man I wish that they would have just sent him into space and he would have never come back. Yeah. And then they were just like, like 10 years from now, people were like, where's John Kent? And everyone was like, who? Who? And then they'll be like, who cares? Shut up, old man. Exactly. Uh, so John Kent's back from outer space. Who? <laughs> back from outer space. And he's uh, he's talking to his dad and mom about where he's been, and he was tortured by an alternate universe Superman in Lois Lane, who mm-hmm. also has superpowers mm-hmm. in this alternate universe and mm-hmm. is evil and trying to like I don't know like mm-hmm. kill murder adopt him something like that. Uh huh. Um, and, and she's drunk, right? And, and she's drunk. Yeah, she's a lush. <laughs> yeah. And she's super depressed. And then his uh-huh. grandpa comes back to save him, who's also been been out on different timelines so he's aged more than john kent's aged and then they get out of the alternate universe and i've been searching for you for years john Kent. yeah so actually i kind of like the stuff with grandpa grandpa jarell 
Grandpa Drew. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Superman's dad is apparently alive now, and uh, it's a whole thing. I don't if you get didn't know it. he was dead, that's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. It's man. There's there's way too much lore. You're really in this shit. You're really unpack. selling this. You're really selling this comic book to the viewers, dude. It's really Listen. hard, man. There's so much going on. Yeah. It's just, and then not, and then uh, to further overload the book, Rogoza. Jared's favorite villain. The best new villain next to Nyx. Yeah, next to Nyx of 2019, or I don't know when he came out, Twenty Modern comic books. So it's... Uh, but basically, John Ken's back from outer space uh, and then fighting uh, Roll Gozar with his daddy. Sure. That's about it. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, this was fine. Yeah. It was... Uh, I know you, you, you got a hate boner for John Kent. I, I want this to be done. Yeah, I, I'm so done with fucking. They, their biggest mistake was making a Superman book, three issues about John Kent. I don't give a <laughs> fuck about his shitty little kid. I don't give a. It was not a little kid anymore. He's like a teenager. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah, it's even worse. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like a weird choice. Like what? What's the point of that? Like why? Why make him older? Like what? Yeah. What do we? Because gain? now it's got to be like all about him because he's a fucking teenager yeah. and teenagers are shit. Fuck and you, dad. Fuck you, dad. I'm gonna go out and hang out with my friends. If I, I'm gonna use superpowers if I want to. You can't stop I'm me. I'm gonna go a, hang out with my grandpa again. I'm gonna date a girl. My dead grandpa who's alive again. We're gonna go hang out and get stuck in alternate dimensions. There you go. I'm a. I'm a date a lady. But only three weeks has passed, so am I still an eight-year-old boy? I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, he got, like, tortured on a volcano for, like, ten years. That's yeah, that like girl... His, and, that... He, and somehow came back like a normal kid. Yeah, who's, like, still making <laughs> quips and yeah. shit. There's... I, I hate the... Uh, okay, I love you, Bendis, uh, but I hate the writing between Superman, John Kent, and Lois Lane. Like, the, the way that they talk to each other. Yeah. I'm just like, this isn't how... This yeah. isn't how people would talk. It's and, a little too upbeat. Yeah, and like, and like, uh, it's just weirdly conversational in a way that like the shit that they're talking about wouldn't be so conversational. I, yeah, or maybe it would. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Superman's on the cover of this book, but I just want. I want to. I I miss. Yeah, I miss Superman like punching a dinosaur. Yeah, you know, or like flying into outer, getting into outer space yeah. wars. I think like Supergirl's a better Superman book this week. This week, yeah, because yeah. she's like doing some super shit. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, John Kent, he's not doing super shit. He's getting, he's getting tortured on volcanoes and yep. rescued by his fucking grandpa again. Grandpa, who everyone hates. And what is this like ominous shit about Jarrell being like, or yeah, Jarrell, right? Yeah, being like, oh, the deals I had to make to to find you yeah oh my yeah God, what did he's you... like oh, I, yeah he like alluded to some he had to do some pretty dark shit to find john again because they got separated and but then like could only transport and him again three weeks tortured the on future. a volcano for 10 years <laughs> yeah such a it's so over the top man that's like a pretty bad that's like a you know like a slide whistle you know like yeah. grandpa <laughs> everyone like the whole joke is that grandpa's really I bad at watching the kids millions to find you <laughs> and then i accidentally left you on a volcano for 10 years getting tortured by <laughs> getting tortured by your alternate universe dad father. who's who hates you <laughs> 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 yeah 
yeah it is kind of weird like how intense they got into the shit with like john kent has suffered but then like but then they kind of try and keep like levity to it you but know he, then he's like oh it's cool mom <laughs> yeah it's like i'm fine i'm, I'm doing fu- great whoa hey lady would you just quit punching me like, like <laughs> yeah like, never with- mind the fact that he's getting beat up by an alternate version yeah, alcoholic alcoholic mom and he's like after- whoa i gotta get out of here after like being on a fucking volcano for like six <laughs> years and he's just tortured like, oh, by his dad <laughs> oh hey lady like uh, why don't you why don't you lay off me a little a bit little, there a little crazy in here uh, i gotta get going oh, grandpa wow grandpa, wow you're asking me oh, it's fucking weird what a yeah, weird it's, book it's, it's odd tonally it's a tonally odd book jerry you know maybe this is the bendis thing this is a bendis moment I don't know. Is it? I, yeah, I haven't, we haven't read it up, Bendis. We have been. Yeah, we're not, I don't, we're not uh, seasoned comic book veterans. It's not like Tom King where we can be like, "This is fucking vintage Tom King bullshit." This is some. This is some absolutely distilled Tom King Thomas essence King here. Some essence really getting down to until the, this plot was planned by a man who used to work in the CIA, the, the Center for Intentional Associates. Yes. 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 Uh, do you want to rate it? Uh, I guess, yeah. I I actually didn't hate it. I thought that I kind of like uh, crazy Grandpa Jarrell, honestly. <laughs> Grandpa. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of dig that. Um, for some reason, okay, you remember the scene in this is a ooh, deep dive. You remember the scene in Jurassic Park where the little kids show up for the first time and they go, Grandpa, and they run out of the car. Yeah, Every yeah. time he shows up, that that voice line <laughs> plays through my head for some reason. And that, uh, oh man, I forget his name, but his like kindly old man smile. Yes, children. John come Hammond. To come to me. Yeah, John Hammond. That's um David Attenborough's brother, Richard Attenborough. Oh, shit. Yep. I didn't know that. Welcome to Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Dun, 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 dun. Let's read uh, Jurassic Park number 29, right? Next, Jerry? That's, that's what the... Did you rate it? You didn't rate it. Yeah, I didn't rate it. Um, I'd three. give it a 3.5. I give it a 3. Fair. Cool. Up next, we've got Supergirl number 29, written by Mark Andreco with art by Eduardo Pantensica. Julio Ferreira on inks, FCO Placentia on colors, and Tom Napolitino on letters. And I can take this. This is uh, a super. This is Supergirl. Uh, Kara Zorel on a romp through space to find yep. out the mystery of who killed Krypton with her good buddy Crypto, Crypto the dog, the dog. and a Green Star Lord, who she's met and might be crushing on because he's a handsome boy. Yeah, he's we, got like a dad bod, but he's only nineteen. But he's nineteen, yeah, and a that dad was a, beard. And that was like, a weird choice. That is weird. Wait, you're nineteen? I feel like they threw that in there. Like, uh, we don't want to make this creepy, so let's just make him nineteen. Because he could easily be like a thirty-five year old. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. what he comes off as. Yeah, right. he's like it's it's Quill, right? Quill's yeah, like it's thirty-five. Peter, it's Peter Quill. Yeah. yeah. And what is she? Kara's like in her like mid twenties. Oh, really? I think so. I thought she was in like. I don't know, high school or something. No, nah, she's not high school. I know that. Okay. Well, maybe in the comic books. Well, like the last, the last like arc that we were reading, where she she was in college, right? Okay. It the vibe was high school. Maybe was it, it was just all the melodrama. Who or the something. fuck knows? Man. It doesn't matter. I, I know that in the show, the CW show, CW's hit Supergirl. She yeah. is a she's a oh reporter for catco media so i'm assuming something right. out of college but it right. doesn't matter doesn't matter uh None so this, this is matters. this is a romp it begins with them on a nice uh pretty euphoria planet um they're doing some stuff doing some swimming star lord's like hey am i gonna tell my new girlfriend crush that uh, my mom wants to kill her this is awkward and also he's magically missing an arm and has been for the whole book and but we never noticed just it. now noticed yeah uh yeah is that new 
yeah that's new is it has he had green has he had green hands he's had like uh i think he's had like gloves and like a jacket on so like maybe they could they could pass it off but it sure sounded like something that was kind of thrown in here like the guy was just like i'm gonna give him a fake like a fake arm now yeah and they literally have the dialogue like oh i never noticed you have a fake arm before and he's like well let me tell you the story about my fake arm allow me to tell you so (laughs) the the beginning of this is just them kind of relaxing and then they they stumble across these crystals when which, when held up to the light and assembled in a certain way, reveal the lost prophecy of some fucking dude. Yeah. Who, uh, so Kara has set out on, in, throughout the universe to figure out who killed Krypton. Was it actually Rogelzar, or was there some larger conspiracy? Because there was, like, pre, like, originally they thought Krypton kind of, like, imploded on itself, like, right, the, as the, a the, scientific the, hubris, they were, like, harvesting yeah, too many resources the question or something of the, like that. And, like, Krypton has been, the truth of Krypton has been revealed, like, hundreds of times in comic books, yeah. and it never really sticks, yeah. uh, because it's kind of like a... It's like a, just a good story, you know what I mean? And I kind of like the... I Personally, I like the hubris, right? They yeah. were a race of, like, very technologically yeah, me too. superior yeah. things, and they, and they fucked up, you and know? And they fucked up. They're like, we can do this forever, and then they exploded their planet. Sounds but... a lot like humans. Whoa. Whoa, dude. Whoa. That's no too way. much. It no was probably a, no it was way. probably a crazy galactic conspiracy. Anyway. Parallels between comic book universes and our reality, no, Jared? No, no. I refuse to insane? Keep, co- keep politics out of my comic books. Yep, I want to exactly. keep it simple. The X-Men are simply a group of people who are ostracized for being different. <laughs> and it's nothing about politics, you <laughs> they're, idiot. They're different because they're mutants. There aren't mutants in the real world. How could it possibly apply to us? How could it possibly be a political statement you're a dummy um exactly let me think about this what was i gonna say oh so she discovers that it was a little bit more complicated than it seems to be rogelzar didn't do it alone but he did do it he did do it uh but he wasn't acting alone he got the help from some renegade lady from the circle who turns out to be green peter quill's mom and the this... shit just keeps getting more complicated yep yep this is, com- right. this is comic books. It, you know, it's it's still remarkably simple, though, because at the end, a bunch of people who worship Rogelzar show up. Kara gets mad, so mad that she's like about to like do some heinous shit, and mm-hmm. then the axe appears in her hand, and they're like, oh, we worship you, and then yeah. Peter Green, Green Quill's mom shows up and is like, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to kill you, Supergirl, and that's it. Yep. The art's nice. The action's nice. I think it's fun, a little charming. It's not, it's not as great as it was at the beginning. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I think I liked it back when there was like the whole like what potential it could yeah, be. Yeah, you know, the first issue when it's just like it's they're going into outer space, Kara and her doggo, and they're gonna have some hijinks. And it, was, and it, and it was fucking drawn by Doc Shaner. So yeah, like it, was, it was so good. Um, but then they got like involved into that whole like clone slave trade, and it's like, oh, we liked the Green Lantern core part out of outer space hijinks, right? Yeah. Remember the Green Lantern Corps? Yeah, that was though? cool. That was good. That was um, fun. Yeah, these last couple arcs, this one was better than the clone one. Yeah. I and def- at least this, I, I actually kind of like this issue. Because yeah, like, it you- actually moved the plot. That was the thing about yeah. the like the last one. She spends so much time like beating to death clones of herself. And it's just like, ugh. It's like, why is this so intense? This should be like a fun space romp. Yeah, this is a comic book about a girl. It can't be serious, right, Dan? <laughs> um, yeah, this was really good. I like it. Uh... Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was, uh, it, you know, I like that they minimized the Rogals are, but I kind of like the idea of uh, him having an army and then also his army 
immediately turning coat pledging allegiance to supergirl because she's got his axe or something i think they they could do some really cool stuff with that except they they murdered them almost immediately by oh did they all die by the it looked like it they were all like impaled on her spike shit and also the yeah and also the big bad person who's trying to kill her is the green guy's mom yeah peter quill's mom yeah peter quill's green peter quill's mom green quill yeah it's like night quill but green and apple flavored yeah. It contains lots of codeine, so if you pour it down your butthole, it feels <laughs> it'll, pretty It'll feels knock pretty you good. out right quick. Absolutely. Uh, Ab- um, yeah, absolutely. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. It was definitely better than the other, than the last few. I would give it a strong 3.5. Okay. I would give it a 4. Fair. I like it a hell of a lot more than Superman this week. Superman has been, I like the action comics a bit more. You like the Superman a bit more. Yeah. Why can't we just get along? Why can't we just get along? Why can't we? I mean, we're only like 0. 0.5 off, so we're mostly getting along. Yeah. So true. far. So far. Till Avengers No Road Home, the double whammy edition. The Avangos the No oh Road God, Home I double header. I fucking hated that You hated shit. it? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to we'll it. We'll get there. We'll get there, babies. Strap in and strap on. I forgot to say it. Oh, you said it now. It's okay. I did. We, Just we, once, we've once recovered. per episode. We gotta like, you know, you don't, don't want it to get like a... Twice per episode because I'm about to say it again. Strap oh, in and strap shit. on. Now we're bro. getting into like family matters territory. It starts out as a fun gimmick. Then it takes over the entire well, show. Well, now I have to say it a third fucking time because well, not you interrupted if you want me. To, only if you want to be family matters season like six through whenever it ends. What the fuck is family matters? Urkel. Steve Urkel. It's like he started out as a side character who would randomly come in and like say his punchy lines. Oh yeah, like once here's per... Johnny. Yeah, yeah. And right, then, that's what he said. And then that's his famous line. Yeah, that's his famous line. Okay, yeah. And then, uh, and then in the later episodes, the entire show just he eclipsed all of it. Do you remember the? Do you remember the whole season? Catchphrases. Do you remember the whole season where Urkel had cancer, and then he died at the end? Yeah, I that was a pretty. I, I remember thinking to hitting. myself, yeah, I was like, wow. Family matters can like, really wow. explore some family matters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. family is what matters. Man, I think you really, yeah, you really got to the heart of what they were trying to get at there. I think. Yeah, it was a really interesting arc um, to choose, but you know, I think it really worked out for them. In the you end. want to talk about dark '90s arcs? There were a lot of them. Do you remember? the season finale or the series finale of alf or whatever dan when will you learn that i haven't seen anything that you've seen that's true i haven't even seen it but Alf. i did yeah alf but like I, the fucking puppet yeah yeah what did he like what did he overdose or something no so he's an alien and he's trying to get back to his uh home his, or whatever in the last ship season explode uh, no it's like he gets captured by the cia to and he's like uh experimented on until the end of days oh my god yeah really yeah it's pretty dark that's fucked up <laughs> alf yeah do you elf. remember uh what about what about roseanne or the entire last oh. the entire last season is like them winning the lottery and like retiring happily yeah. ever after but it was all but in it a was fucking a dream. dream and then uh they love doing that in the 90s. john john goodman actually fucking died of his heart attack instead of recovering from the heart attack oh and i she, didn't remember that yeah, part. and she'd been like so like it it began john has a heart attack and then he but he gets better but he gets okay. so and that's the fucking split point that's right split. he gets he gets he gets better then they win the lottery then they move and everything's yep. happily ever after but then the last two episodes you find out that it's just been her just like in a delusion world and that john died john Damn. goodman's character died and that they're like still poor and living in squalor and her kids hate her because she won't like accept the fact that he's dead it's like okay i didn't really think you needed to do that <laughs> except then they retcon that when they brought it all back and now she's probably the one who's dead or i don't know no the, the, i don't dr- know how the they dream was off. a dream and they actually did win the lottery yeah or something <laughs> the like that dream was a the dream. dream was a dream emmy award-winning writing everybody mm-hmm. ladies, and, ladies and 
Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Roseanne cast. Uh, out, or the, out I fucking know, I standing. I what it's called now. Uh, what do you... The, it's like their families. It's like the Goodmans or something. I don't know. The John Goodman. The that's John Goodman. That's the name of the fucking actor, you dipshit. <laughs> Keeping up with the Goodmans. Keeping up with the Goodmans. It's the Rosans, you dumbass. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, moving on. We've got Wonder Woman number 68 written by G. Willow Wilson with art by Carrie Nord. Mick Groy? Is that right? Or is it Gray? Uh, you spelt Groy. I think I stand by that. Okay, Mick Groy on inks. Ronan Cliquet, uh, additional art on pages 11 through 20. Romulo Fiardo Jr. on colors and Pat Brousseau on letters. Dan, it's your turn to talk it about Wonder Woman. It is my turn, isn't it? This was a good episode. Did you like this issue? This episode? This, did you like this episode? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I it did was, too. Uh, the only thing, so... The okay. only thing I didn't like was the fact that it was fun and no one died. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't grim, dark enough. No, so in the last <laughs> issue, there was uh, the... The waitress, who the goat woman loves, found a super magical sword at the bottom of a lake. There wasn't enough horny goats in this. I know. That's that's what I was going to say. That was my complaint, is that, and not only were there not enough horny goat moments, uh, she's like, she's flirting and pretty horny with a horny goat man. Yeah. So we've been, we've been really holding out. Uh, Dan, it's a sadier. Yeah. Horny goat man. That's what I said. And they're, we're just waiting for them to get together and they're like, they're just super cute and stuff. And then, and then, and they kind of wrote him out after this one. Cause yep. he's like, well, you're on your own journey and I can't, I, I can't go along because you're going to go do some magical sword shit and I can't be a part of it. And like, I do like the gender off, reversal like, though. Huh? Well, yeah. Does it sting super hard because he's a man being left behind, yep, Dan? Exactly. Let's unpack exactly. this. Let's sit down and unpack this. Well, Jerry, when I was a boy. Okay. No, that's that's the end. When of that. I was a young warthog, we're not going to dive into really any of that. When I was a young warthog, your commitment to this bit is horrible. It's not a bit; it's a song. <laughs> okay, I so, expected you to like talk halfway through it, but I just you didn't. So I, I didn't. Just, I, I, I wanted singing. to see if you were going to keep going. I'm committed. <laughs> So Wonder Woman and Giganta are fighting these rock boys. Who's Giganta? Tell me. Uh, Giganta is a Wonder Woman villain who is apparently in the Suicide Squad she alluded to in this. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Wonder Woman busted her out so that she could take some years off of her sentence to help her out fighting these big old rock boys. How does the Suicide Squad work, Dan? Tell me. So are you sentenced to serve time on the Suicide Squad? So the Suicide Squad is what you go on in order to take time off of your prison sentence. Okay. So it's like, okay, you're sentenced to three life uh, sentences. You come work for my, Amanda Waller's, Suicide Squad. Uh Maybe we'll knock that down to two or one life sentences. How's that sound? And then you you do it a couple more times. And And then you you do it a couple more times you're on good behavior yeah oh man i could go i could go into the fucking movie you you never saw the movie did you hell no i don't i don't dan when will you learn yeah you've never seen any i haven't seen a single movie i I really just asked that as a preface so that people know what i'm going to say next Uh uh-huh but like so yeah the suicide squad in the movie the whole plot of the movie is that Amanda Waller is collecting the Suicide Squad, right? Uh-huh. So she gets everyone out of prison, and once they go out of prison, the one with witch powers goes crazy and tries to destroy New York, so the rest of the Suicide Squad has to team up so they can take down the other member of the Suicide Squad. That's pretty dumb. It's really dumb. And that's super dumb because the Enchantress is like the coolest character in the Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Why the fuck would you do that? But I am curious to see James Gunn's reboot, quote unquote, even though it's not really a reboot, because Harlequin and Margot Jai Robbie. Courtney, 
is uh, are both still in it. And Will Smith. No, he's out. Will Smith is in it. Nope, he's out. Speaking of family matters, Will Smith wasn't in that, was he? No, What's he was that? Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah. You gotta brush up on your 90s On my 90s sitcoms. sitcoms. Um, so yeah, with Gigantin, Wonder Woman fighting the Carlton. Titan. Carlton is the, is the fucking, um, Urkel-like character, right? Yeah. I, he's he's like, just like a, he's like, he's not like, he's the, a little bit more of a real person. He's than a straight Urkel. man. He's yeah. He's a straight man where he's just well, like, well, this is ridiculous, Will. Kinda, yeah. Absolute. I don't know. They kind of switch off playing the straight man because like, Carlton's the straight man to Will Smith's like, zany, like, ego- trip kind of things and then will smith is the straight man to carlton's like super rich kid craziness okay sure they they do a good job in that show what a good sitcom i fucking love that show there's that one scene uh with uh will smith talking about his dad oh man i knew you were gonna bring that up speaking of hard-hitting 90s stuff or the one that they have where they were pulled over because they were black that was a pretty hard-hitting episode yep keep politics out of my sitcoms god damn it (laughs) Man, those were actually really well done. Both of those scenes yeah, I thought yeah. were really good. Yeah, no, super um, good. Yeah, you know, the best thing about Fresh Prince is that Wonder Woman and Giganta are... <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> we're talking about comic books. <laughs> I just blacked out for like five minutes. Uh, Wonder Woman and Giganta. Let's continue. So, uh, Horny yeah, goats. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, they take down the Titan people, the and the waitress finds the uh, sword and... One woman's like, "Oh, you found this mythological sword. We're gonna go on some adventures together." And then it kind of like, you know, it's she an brought... intro to like the next stuff that's gonna happen. Do you know what I think sucks for the goat man and the cow lady is that their fucking Pegasus person gets to go on the adventure, but they oh, get left behind. Because they were, they I didn't were, realize they that. were a foursome. Yeah. Right? It was the Pegasus, the, yeah. the waitress, the goat man, and then the. Uh, the, the cow lady yeah. and the, the half of them get left behind. Oh, that sucks. Squad. Man. Why disassembled. would they do that? It's so much more fun when they're in it. Yeah, when they they're just, in this book. They should have just grabbed them and had them go. What did you think of um, the whole kind of Gigantas talking to Wonder Woman about like you're holding back your powers because of some weird, weird obsession with like protecting people? You could be a god, and then oh, Wonder yeah. Woman is like, I've seen gods. Or, or one, at one point, Wonder Woman like flies away and he's like, "I don't want her to see your my, to see my face because uh, presumably she it, like worked on her a little bit." Yeah, because then she immediately flips down and because like, she's yeah because she says something bit. like to the effect of like, "I've seen gods and how like crazy they get in their hunger for power and stuff, and I don't want any part of that." And then like the next panel or, is like, "Or do or I? Do I?" <laughs> so yeah, I I don't know. I don't think they'll end up being much payoff with that. But if they could do though. Get, yeah if they do go that route that could be cool my favorite bit is like this lady constantly being fucked with by birds (laughs) it's one thing that every time she gets tall yeah the the birds swarm you don't think about the bird swarms you don't you don't think of it they they didn't like introduce that to me as a problem in ant-man no so therefore i didn't know it existed you know I strongly suspect that who's ever drawing this, and I mentioned this to you, has a has a fetish for very tall women. Yeah, I could, definitely. There's a lot of attention to that. her anatomy. But also, I think that like maybe the whole character of Giganta is kind of designed around fetishism. That weird kind of fetish. Yeah, yeah. and Wonder Woman. Hey, BDSM fetish, right? Exactly. So it's I mean, all it's all coming to the same spot. Yep. Yep. As we, I don't know, did we mention last week that, like, Wonder Woman's original creator had a thing for BDSM and, like, the reason that uh, she was, well, I don't know if it was the reason she was initially created, but... He got to explore some Interspersed yes. in the original Wonder Woman comics, like, way back in the day, was some very obvious BDSM fetish stuff. Bondage! Yes. For the uninitiated. Yes. 
Uh, that's what the lasso of truth comes from, right? We're fully initiated, aren't we, Gary? We are gonna, fully initiated. We're going to go do some of that right Tie after this. Tie me up, daddy. I've got my lasso of truth in the trunk. Yeah, lasso of truth in the trunk and the butt plug of... Uh, Wisdom. <laughs> I was trying to think of something with a with a B. What's a good B word? Uh, baditude. Baditude. The butt plug of baditude. Yeah, that's yeah. in me right now. Yeah, as we speak, and which yeah. is why I'm so sassy. A little frisk. I'm a little frisky. We always wondered why. Um, I don't. I don't know if I want to get into it. Okay, I'm gonna get into it. Uh, so we were at the uh, we were at the um, airport about to I'm fly. Curious to see where this is going. Yeah, I'll, I'll fly out to Texas, and we were reading. Savannah was reading a Cosmo, an issue of Cosmo. And it was like an orgasm guide, right? Okay. A 15-step orgasm guide. And I was like, for one, I'm That's like... a lot I, of steps. As a man, I'm like, well, one, get boner, two, stroke boner, three, <laughs> orgasm, right? Yeah, like, yeah. maybe three. And you like, really, one, two, and three are like, basically the same step. That's why there's no Cosmo for men. That's right. But it was really funny, because it was this 15-step elaborate orgasm routine. Okay. But each step had like a toy that you could buy to go with it. And I tallied it up. And I was like, this orgasm yeah. would cost like $2,300 <laughs> because some of the toys were like 300 bucks or whatever. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's expensive, man. Like, you'd guess... have to like, you'd have to be like the, you know, the fucking merchant in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Just like whip open your, what are you boy? <laughs> whip open your trench coat of sex toys. And you're just like, time to get to work, baby. What are you yeah. selling? Ah, yeah. It was, yeah, so that was pretty funny. I don't know where that came from. That is pretty oh, funny. Oh, but the butt plug. Yeah. So yeah, that's a funny anecdote, a humorous anecdote. A humorous anecdote. For the, that's the kind the, of quality that yep. we try and infuse into this podcast it's experience. Like, it's like you're sitting right next to us, you know, shooting the shit, having yeah. a beer, talking about butt plugs. This is our Stitcher Premium content right yep. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. Yep. www.buttplugofbatitude.ru. <laughs> um Dot com. Thank you for <laughs> participating. Uh, we have uh, Batman number 68, written by Tom King, with art by Amanda Connor. You just, what the fuck did you do here? Oh, art by Amanda Connor, Dan Panosian, John Timms, Michael Jannon? Yeah, there's Paul? a lot of shit fuck here, me. man. There was a lot. I didn't really I didn't understand that. why. Oh, you can see it. You can see the switch even. like Okay, anyway, continuing. Uh, Paul Mounts on letter. Oh, wait, no. Paul Mounts, John Timms, and Jordi Belair on colors, and Clayton Cowell on letters. Yeah. The one thing to bind, the glue to bind it together was the letters. Thank yep. God. Because if, yep. if the letters were different here, I wouldn't have, I would have lost track. Yeah. Uh, this is a very fun dream sequence. Issue of uh, Batman. We've been in dream sequence for what feels like an eternity but uh, is, but this is a fun one yeah this was a fun one and also what i was wondering is like is this a dream sequence or a flashback i think this is a dream sequence really yes because at the end it cuts to him being like Skah! well yeah but Locked i mean like he could dream. be just thinking about his memories or like well he's walking away with them right yeah i i, I guess but it's it the bachelor be. and bachelorette party right that never happened the bachelor and bachelorette party i don't think ever happened or maybe it did i don't know I don't know. That's what I'm getting I confused with all these it, fucking wedding issues. Yeah, you know, I, like, I it, read a bachelor. It doesn't party. really matter because like this, this is like clearly just an excuse. Like it doesn't matter because yeah. it's just like we want to do something fun because this arc fucking sucks ass and we wanted to get away yeah. from it. <laughs> so this is a bachelorette and bachelor party kind of like cut side by side yeah. where Lois Lane and Selena Kyle are wasted and go to the fortress of solitude. Yeah. Uh, get to see three clones of Superman strip and oh, drink, so good. drink a bunch of wine and then 
every, it's that whole uh, lay in like a pleasure pool. Yeah, and they, then, they, yeah, it's like a bliss pool, and it's like, oh, they, it said that this is a pool where if you get shoved into it, no one will ever come back out because it feels so good. And like Lois Lane's like, happy bachelorette party, bitch, <laughs> slaps her in, and then they get uh, naked. So good. A good excuse. Um, yep. Then they drink a bunch of space and then wine. They drink space wine. Yeah. Like, well, they drink wait, space wine before they go into. the They do. Pool. I, I want to read a couple of these though because these were really good. It was like back to it just kept showing the different space wines that they were drinking because they so they go to the fortress of solitude and they're like do you have any booze they ask these like superman holograms because they're who run the fortress of solitude and he's like well superman doesn't drink any booze so we don't really have that kind of stuff and then they're like oh you son of a bitch you shouldn't have brought me here but then he's like but we do have thirty-seven thousand bottles of the finest wines in the universe stored in the amaranthine room and it's like okay we'll get some of that shit yeah my favorite one i think was the death to superman cabernet sauvignon <laughs> age unspecified who would give superman a gift called death well, like, he to probably superman. like he probably took it keiko you gotta chill the fuck out get out of here they, 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 he probably took it after he beat the shit out of him or something yeah probably but uh or yeah. you i guess you could give it as a, a gift as a joke you know what i mean yeah like you're like hey here's this death to superman cabernet yeah but yeah, they're like aged like 40,000 years, 600 years. I do like that. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, and then it contrasted with that is Batman's Bachelor Party, which is him and Clark Kent having absolutely nothing in common. Zero fun, and too. And it is complete cringe hilarity. I loved it. It was like watching... You don't hear about Finnish artists much. <laughs> ah, yes, that oh, is yeah. a good point. No, you don't. I, I, yeah, I don't know much about art. No, it's but just it's like, still a good point. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like Bruce Wayne, like being completely unable to communicate with anyone about anything that isn't Batman and Clark Kent trying desperately to like have social niceties prevail in this type of situation. So it was, uh, it was really funny, but it was also pretty depressing. It's like, fuck man, he really has no life and can't relate to anyone about anything. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I re- I really liked this. It was so fun. Yeah, it was really fun, lighthearted. Um, except for the part where you see him strapped to like a weird torture device at the very yeah, end. Yeah, in the last. Just page, to remind you, just to remind you, it's all a dream. It doesn't <laughs> in, matter. In case you were having some fun with this, uh, here's this last panel. My cat is being a little terror right now. Um, so please pardon her. No, Keiko, you're pardoned. Fine. Um, we haven't rated. Did we rate Wonder Woman? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. What do you want to rate? 3.5. Yeah. For you too? Same. Yeah. Uh, What about Batman number 68? Uh, I'd give that a strong four for me. Yeah, same here. Uh, Just if if not just for the bits of uh, Lois Lane and um, Selina Kyle. Yeah, but yeah, honestly. What makes me sad though is like all those scenes where they're like having like nice little character bonding moments where Mm -hmm. they're like, are we friends? And she's and uh, and then Lois is like, of course we're friends. Yeah. I mean, that's so sweet and nice. Yeah. Never happened. Or did it though? It could have. It could have. It may have. It may have. We it don't may've. know. It may have. It may have. It may have. We don't know. We got two we more DC there. comics, and then we're gonna get our second beer. So Dan, get ready. Hell yeah. We got another Batman. Fuck you. Yeah. Batman number sixty nine. That's a sex position. In yep. Which, yep. Uh, yep. You and your partner. That's correct. Interlock mouth to genitals. Yep. 
for one another. So yeah. You're, yeah. So you're both like, yeah, you're both reverse, both mouth to genitals at yes. the same time. Yes. Coming Correct? from, yes. From, coming from if the six, the number six yeah. is a body and a head and the number yeah. nine is a body it's and a head. a body head, and a head. The heads like are the same kind of position. Right. As the actual sexing. Right. Yeah. But if you were 96ing, that's the way me and my girlfriend go to bed every night, oh, which that's is way different. laying back to back heads turned away from each other in mutual disgust uh this is written by tom king with art by yannick paquette uh nathan fairburn on colors and clayton cowles on the letters this is the uh if, that was a if, really good joke thank you if the uh <laughs> did you like i was just pounding 96 that's so good if the last issue was the fun uh light-hearted romp this is a trip back to misery and despair correct um i did like the bits you like the bits between batman and selena right yeah i thought they were pretty good because like uh, the thing that i hated the most about the faux wedding issue because uh, like yeah there was wedding batman and selena they were gonna get married the wedding of the century pre-order every and, single variant yeah, cover every single variant cover and they had like a billion different artists on it and then like surprise the last Jibated. page debated they didn't get married and selena like ran off and it was all some like plot to destroy batman something dumb some fucking stupid oh my god i hated that don't shit. forget it was all bane the entire time yeah bane, bane was the bane mastermind. broke up the wedding bane, yeah. bane. somehow but I, it doesn't even make sense how that really happened anyways so this is more kind of explored a little bit more character depth of like okay if batman and selena were not to work why wouldn't they work yep and i felt like they really did get to some more deeper character moments as to like why uh why Bruce she Wayne, and why she ran away and why right? she ran away yeah and the the i guess the reveal is a it's not really a reveal but it's kind of uh said that she ran away because bruce didn't actually love her for she's incapable of loving anything but being but being the goddamn batman, being batman <laughs> basically um, uh yeah this was good that I, I liked the moments between um selena and bruce i i particularly liked uh i really liked the art with uh her vintage costume the green one it reminds yeah, that me that was of, cool it reminds me of the um uh the kind of vintage uh jean gray outfit uh-huh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know I, I think i just like that kind of 70s outfit um yeah, costume I agree. appeal this this comic had everything you wanted it had naked men naked, naked old men, men wrestling. wrestling it was bane wrestling thomas wayne do you see the so so Thomas Wayne and Bane are are engaged in combat like a dance like a dance like a dance and in between them Batman, Batman and, and Catwoman are dancing they're also dancing it's just different kind of dance it's like fuck only Thomas King could bring that CIA level that CIA of level. detail I and also analytics I also loved how fucking Thomas Wayne pulled a gun out of his sweatpants yeah. <laughs> His sweatpants <laughs> pocket? After he'd I'm, been wrestling with Bane for like an hour, It's like presumably. a fucking full-size handgun. Yeah. And he pulls it out of his sweatpants. And Bane's surprised. He's like, what? His sweatpants pocket. Like, that shit wouldn't have fallen out. I, yeah. You can't even walk down the fucking stairs in yeah. sweatpants without your, your wallet yeah. being like, whoop! Just or like or it out. would at least just like kind of clack against your thigh, just like... It's a fucking gun! Yeah. Guns are big! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was fucking stupid. I also, I don't know why Thomas Wayne... So, okay, so we just read this... Is Thomas Wayne his dad? Yeah. And he's dead! 
He's dead, but in the button, Jerry. Oh, you just right. That's right. The, in the oh, you just right. Oh, you just right, boy. Oh. Um. What? So in the button, uh-huh. Batman and Wally West go to like an alternate dimension. Oh, that's right. Where yeah. Thomas Wayne, Bruce's dad, became Batman, and Bruce and his mom died instead. So hot. The thing that I don't get is like I don't know. Is Thomas Wayne in his world now? I he miss that. Be. He, he must, must be. be. Yeah. So it's like him and Bane teaming up to do something. This has that weird, it has remnants of the weird, like the continuity for DC was supposed to go the um, Doomsday Clock way and the Button way, but it didn't. But, but it kind of did. But it kind of did because it's spilling into Batman and yeah. you're like, what the fuck is what happening? What the fuck is happening? So yeah, I, d- I don't get that part of it at all. But I thought what do that you the... mean Thomas Wayne is part of this earth? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I mean, also, it was probably explained in the past, and we just didn't read those. Fuck but... you, Dan. I've read every single one of Tom King's run. Every single one. I never miss an issue of I've Tom King. I've never missed. Never. Never. Downloaded. You kidding me? You kidding me? Thomas King, the CIA god. The god. The I'm not mi- going to miss one of those issues. No, uh, sir. I'm going to give this a Tom King factor of three. It was pretty mild. Pretty mild. I don't Tom know. King I think the whole like dialogue interspersed throughout a waltz is pretty vintage Tom King. They also had like the lyrics. They have the he lyrics did, and the that. notes. Yeah, that is Tom King for sure. I would give it a Tom King factor of four. A four? It's not full Tom King. See, so, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Long pause. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's three for me. Why are you find me on this? Well, just, I'm just well, how would you? I'm gonna give this a four only for the art really yeah if i could just if i could just have like just i honestly without all these fucking words just yeah. the him and selena dancing yeah that was pretty yeah it, it was, was pretty neat drum. and then like every now and then the very pretty art would just get broken up by like shitty men fighting each other like naked dudes going naked at bane. it <laughs> naked bane fighting naked bruce's dad that's how confusing the only reason he was in sweatpants was so he could pull, pull the gun. gun out. Yeah, they weren't because like how cool would it have been if they were both naked? They were both naked, and he yeah. pulled the gun out of his ass. Oh <laughs> shit! That would have been incredible. That would have been like that would have been like that's how he knew. That's yeah. how that's how he didn't know. Yeah, he was in his ass the whole time. <laughs> the fucking colon control of Thomas Wayne is unrivaled. Unrivaled. Uh, so yeah, best in the game. Did you rate it? Uh, no, I didn't. I would give it. You gave it a four. I guess it shouldn't matter. But <laughs> because you're gonna shave half a point off. Yeah, I was gonna. You yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know what to give it. I'll give it a four too. I guess hey. just so I don't fall into that groove. Next up, we have Wonder Twins number eight. No. No. <laughs> number three, number Dan. Number three. Number three. Come on, by... Dan. Written, mitten. Written mitten by. <laughs> fuck. Written, wrote. Written, written, <laughs> written on, by Mark man. Russell, uh, art by Stephen Byrne and David Sharp on the letters. You mess up one word out of these credits, and Jerry doesn't know where I he is. I just, I completely fuck up. Dan, this issue made you cry. It, it made me tear up a bit. I fucking God, this comic is so good. This filled the void left by Plastic Man. Do you want to talk to the viewers, the readers, the listeners? About... I don't know if I can do it justice, man. But let me justice let me, let me try. It's it's no. Justice Man. He's the he's the leader of the Justice League. And this is ironically all about justice. Yeah, and and they work for the Justice League. Uh-huh. So Wonder Twins out of the 90s, uh, they Tell are us about the Wonder Twins. They're aliens. One of them can take the form of liquid only and one of them no water. 
Water only. He can, take, he can turn he can into take, ice. He can turn it, yeah, and gas. And gas, yeah. He can yeah. do any form of water. Okay, so he can turn into, like, three things. If you think about it, uh, water is one of the most destructive forces on planet Earth. Wow. He could take He could take the shape of a fucking tidal wave if he wanted to. Could he, though? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're in they're in high school, and... Uh, God, there's a dog right there. Yeah, I know. He's mm-hmm. sniffing around. Um, Savannah's raking. So they're in high school and also working part-time at the Justice League. And also they have a pet monkey that's incredible and kind of takes the stage in this issue. So there's the League of Annoyance. In more than one way, right? Because he takes the stage in the circus. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nice little double entendre there. Entendre. So there is a League of Annoyance, Mm -hmm. which is a subsection of the legion of doom yep. basically and they're set up to yeah be like a lesser uh legion of doom and just irritate people and do some like try and do villain shit but they're mostly fuck-ups except they almost kill jan and Zena. yeah they almost do yeah they Zan beg zan and jana jan and Zena. Zena, yeah i mean it's yeah those are both good names i respect it yep um but yeah they almost throw them into like basically wood chippers uh, it's pretty the, fucked up. I got a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was a little a little too high stakes, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, didn't expect the stakes to get that high this me quick. Me neither. But here's here's the real draw. Of this book, Jerry, is uh-huh. the circus monkey. What is his name? I'm trying to think. I was going to oh, say Sir Lance a little. Sir Lance, Sir Lance a little, because he's just a little guy. He's so he's fucking guy. cute. So and he used to ride a bike through a flaming hoop. Yeah. So Zan is is best friends with the monkey, mm-hmm. as he tells Superman, and Superman's like, "Great, I'm he, happy for you." And he's like, "You're going to spoil that monkey." And and Z- Zan is just like, "Ah, a little kindness goes a long way." Right? Yeah. Or he's like, "Kindness is how we save the world or save the universe." He says that, like right? That. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. Zan's sleeping with the little guy, and and she's like, "Well, when his night terrors start kicking in, <laughs> just remember that. Uh, just remember, you asked me why not. So the monkey starts having night terrors about being in the circus. My favorite line in this is he's like, he's a cir- who can be happier than a circus monkey? <laughs> and the panel that that line is written on is like this horrified monkey face yeah. in the dark. He's just like you can. It's like him having nom flashbacks <laughs> to this fucking circus that he was in." And, yeah, so his name was Lancel. His trick in the circus was that he would dress up like a knight and be on a little bike, and then he would have to ride that bike down a ramp and through a flaming hoop. <laughs> and he, he couldn't do it in the circus. He couldn't cut it, so they shipped him off. And they, it was super sad, one of his, like, nightmare flashbacks. He's just, like, being sealed up in a box, and they're like, we hope that you can find uh happiness someone who or loves something. you yeah. someone who loves you where you are and it cuts to him cuts being hugged to... by zan yeah. yeah oh my god it was so dan fucking got cute. dan got misty i got a little misty eyed because then so when zan and jana are being bagged up and ready to be thrown in the wood chipper he has to ride a bike because it's in an abandoned toy factory he has to ride a bike through a flaming circle uh, that because something was on fire from the League of Annoyance, and he does it, and he saves them, and it's so fucking cute. The payoff is pretty and then, good. And then at the end, the payoff is is just like it's the monkey and Zan hugging, and it's just like when you you save the world one act of kindness at a time. Yeah, she. Uh, so, um, Jan, Jana, Jana, Jana does the school announcements, and she talk. She's talking about kind of it's this very nice kind of monologue that's kind of going over. Um, 
everything that Dan just described, you know, the monkey being sent away and things like that. And it's kind of giving you a little bit of insight and it hits you with a really nice comic book feels where basically it ends with a wise man once told me kindness is how we save the world. And the wise mm-hmm. man being Zan and it just shows him walking away with the monkey. Hugging his monkey friend yep. who's so, got like PTSD from the circus. But it, 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 it's it's clever. Mark Russell's very good. He's a very good comic book. This is a very good comic book storytelling moment, I think. And it's also really good, like, this whole uh, series has been just kind of like deconstruction. It's been like comic yeah. book superhero deconstruction. It's like, what if there was no real good and evil? Like, they even reference in... Yep. Uh, this issue, the last issue, where they brought someone to justice, but really all of it, all it did was ruin his life and, and other people's kill a lives. bunch of people, yeah. And it, that only happened because they quote unquote brought him to justice. And this is kind of continuing that, like it says in it, it's like the different, you know, it's not really the struggle of good and evil. It's like pettiness and generosity. It's right. like we shouldn't be thinking of these things in such black and white uh, ways. You know, it's more about being good to each other right. and like you know bringing someone to justice doesn't necessarily mean that's the best outcome for everything right and everyone so yeah this oh god dude this series is so amazing i love it yeah and it's got the it's got the thread of optimism right that like that's the yeah. whole that's the whole thing and what i've really liked about wonder comics so far is but like it's not like blind optimism like they no, I but really it's, like it's, it's actual optimism yeah. i don't think optimism is inherently blind right it's so no, it's so but easy. it can be well it's so easy i think to 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 kind of lump people who are optimistic into a into a category of of naive mm-hmm. right that there's like um yeah it's like a venn diagram right where like yeah. the two overlap um but I, I don't necessarily think that optimism and naivety are like that closely yeah i feel like it's easy to lump them and it's easy to think of them as the same thing but they're not right like optimism is naivety would be to deny right or not know of the 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 problems and the issues Mm -hmm. and things in society where optimism is like knowing about inherently acknowledges that right yeah but still thinking and believing in in the goodness of people at their core or the goodness of whatever society whatever at its core and believing that we can overcome those issues so yeah to me this is optimistic without being naive yeah for sure and And like while even being pretty critical i would say and I, i think you i think it's very unusual for a for something to be what you just said critical and and like very like shining a light on problems but still being optimistic and i think that this does a really good job and yep it's been a hell of a three issues i'm i love we love this every writing if if you flawless if you are not a comic book person um and you don't but you're keen to like get into something like when this comes out in trade paperback, uh, fucking pick it up. It is, it, you do not need to know a goddamn Anything. thing about about what's going on in the DC universe right now. You can pick this thing up and have a good time. You can laugh. You can think about some shit. You can yep. like cry over a monkey like Dan. Yep. If you're pathetic, and then uh, <laughs> it's just it's just so good. A five. Yeah, it's so five. Good. It's an easy five for me. Easy every five. Week. I think yeah yeah that's three out of three fives mm-hmm. for both Jerry and Danny. I think. And that's something to be... That's laudable, man. That is. If you can... Because, yeah, we've got different points of view. Different tastes. If you can hit both of our buttons at the same time, you're doing something right. I mean, we hit each other's buttons regularly on the podcast. But that's, like, physically. Yeah, he's ramming my button. I'm just getting in there. He's getting into my button right now, and it feels pretty good. Uh, Speaking of which, we should take a break. We're going to take a break so that I can break... From all this button pressing. From all this button pressing and get another beer. Here we go. Uh, Sit tight, strap off strap off just briefly and strap out yeah we'll be right back 
after this break. Welcome back. We are back. We're back. We spent a very brief amount of time outside enjoying the... We, we carry my cat back inside, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, God. That's fine. She's she's on a fucking porch. Well, she likes to jump down. Yeah, I could see her thinking about it. I think we brought her in. I'm pretty sure. 99% so, positive. Uh, we're, we, we stood outside on the porch. It's a very nice day yeah, in Wisconsin. it's so nice. It's you know, nice it's no Wisconsin Texas. Day. So Texas? No, because it's way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually won the Civil War. Got him. Got him. Uh, we're back with another beer. Uh, Alex Jones Brewing Company. <laughs> I made that joke up, and I insisted he on insisted using it. Insisted on using it several Dan, times. Dan, today. tell me about this uh, Giant Jones. Giant Jones is a company. new brewery. Brewery. Uh, that's like two blocks from my house, actually. Oh. Well, two or three. It's very close. I really like them. They specialize in high ABV beers. Uh-oh. Um, is this a high ABV beer? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's, this one isn't too bad. It's like seven point something. Um, Coward. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, they specialize in high ABV beers, and they make cool styles that I don't see a lot of places. So, like this, for instance, we are drinking their pale Weizenbach. What is a Weizenbach, and why are they mostly not pale? Uh, so, I think the Weizenbach, and uh-huh. I'm not honestly 100% on this, so you might be able to help me out, but I assume that it's a wheat bach, and a bach is a lager, a type of lager, correct? Yeah, weizen means wheat, Yep. and bach is a typically a darker, right? A darker I think so. lager. Yeah. I think. That sounds right. But so, which like, would make sense, more because malty. This, is, this is a pale, so they, they felt the need to, mm-hmm. they felt the need to say that it was a pale bach. A so pale wheat box. A pale wheat box. So it's a wheat box that has more hops in it than probably normal wheat box. Yeah. That's what I get from that. Um, but yeah, they're they're really cool. They got a really nice space. Um, it's a completely woman-operated uh, brewery. It okay. is operated by a woman and her partner. Um, and they are the brewers and owners and bartenders and everything. Cool. And they have a really cool spot, um, with a outdoor patio now that it's nice out. Uh, yeah, just a really cool place. And I really liked, I tried like two or three beers last time that I was there and I really enjoyed all of them. So I'm excited for you to check it out, Jerry. I'm excited for me to check it out again. And, uh, so yeah, let's, let's dip into this, huh? Okay. So you can, can you tell me, okay, take a sip. Take okay. a sip because I'm going to take a look at this. We've got um, a lady on the cover, on the mm. on the front of the bottle. Yep. Uh, and it says here, Hera. I'm oh, so maybe that's assuming, the beer? So are all of the... Um, yeah, so this must be the beer Hera. Do Are all of their beers like named after Greek gods? I think they are. Okay. And I... Yeah, at least that's... I, I've only seen a couple of their beers uh, bottled so far. It's like this and one other that are both at the co-op. But yes, both of those are... I think based on Greek goddesses. Do they have an Aphrodite? I don't... If this is a beer company that specializes in waifus, man, I'm going to bottle this. I'm going to bo- <laughs> bottle it up and keep it forever. Yeah, they. I, I'm not sure what the other one is called. Okay. Uh, is it good? Do you like the beer? I do like it. Would you say that it unites soft, bready malts and spicy, lightly fruited yeast notes, creating a lively, refreshing, yet complex, sunshine-hued treasure? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's like, it's very summery tasting to okay. me. Um, it's kind of Hefeweizen tasting to me. Yeah, but the notes, the smell is like like Hefeweizen. Yeah, it's very, it's very yeasty. A lot of good yeast esters, in my opinion. A lot of banana, clove, 
all that good shit. Um, it is a little more alcoholic than most Hefeweizens, most wheat beers. Oh. I think I think Jerry likes it. That's unlike anything I've ever had. Yeah? Yeah, yeah because it's, it, pretty it's, unique. Got, it's got this, like, it's got the the immediate note <clears throat> when you when you drink it reminds me a lot of a Hefeweizen. Yeah, it's like I agree. Up front, you get a nice bready mouthfeel, kind of chewy, um, and then you get the banana and the clove, but then that kind of like yields to a more alcoholic, more malt-forward malt yeah. thing that reminds me of a Bach. Yeah. Uh, and then it just has a crisp fucking yeah. finish. Yeah. Just like wonderful from yeah. front to back. Like I think this has like some of the best yeast esters yeah. that we've had out of out a of bottle. Our bottles. Yeah. Out of a bottle, like fuck. Which me. makes sense because it's it's locally Local, bottled yeah. and distributed, so it's probably pretty fresh still. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really like this. And the other thing is, I'll say, it's pretty commendable that usually when beers use a lot of wheat and they're also high ABV. I don't think those usually taste good. It's just, it, I don't know, wheat, high alcohol wheat beers can taste bad a lot of the time. Yeah. And this tastes really good. So that's pretty commendable in my opinion. I am not a uh, renowned enough beerman mm-hmm. to know what wheat tastes like in a beer. For me, wheat beers always taste like the yeast, right? Because yeah. typically wheat beers have like the nice, um, the, the real bready, yeasty fruity stuff going on with them um so i'm not like my palate's not good enough to pick up the wheat notes here i'm sure you could it's kind of tough though because like a lot of wheat beers also usually have those yeast notes so it's hard to differentiate right but yeah i get what you're saying i would like to have a a wheat ale that's like like maybe maybe one day we should just for shits and giggles make like a smash right where it's Mm -hmm. just it's just wheat yeah and then like one type of hop that's like very minimal to like really bring up the yeast flavor yeah see what we yeah we pick up yeah that could be fun yeah just like maybe something like a session right a session wheat beer a highly sessionable single malt single hop that'd be really good i think i think it'd be fun yeah because you could really get the wheat flavor right yeah and i feel like you i don't know i don't know what wheat tastes like so yeah i think honestly i think you would maybe be surprised as to how many flavors you think are the yeast would actually be the wheat okay yeah possibly um but yeah i think this is really good it's i think outstanding is yeah what it is. Like, it's 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 phenomenal for this day specifically like oh man just like i wish we had more so we could after this was done i we know could just sit so on we my could balcony. sit on your porch and drink yeah. it oh yeah. man that or would be my, so good in my so in the summertime savvy and i we do this thing we call it sangria sundays we mix up a picture of either red or white sangria and we sit in my in our uh, garage slash on our um, driveway mm-hmm. in the sun on some lawn chairs and just grill out. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what this makes me want to do. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. It's April and it's not. It's 420, baby. Woo, 420. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's. Yeah. Uh, this in combination with like just weather. being out on your porch. It's like this makes me want to go fucking outside. Just fuck yeah. comic books, man. Fuck. We're done with this shit. Literally podcast. Literally fuck comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <sighs> we can like. Maybe later. Maybe once it's dark out. But like, since it's nice out, you know, maybe just go on the porch and not fuck. Comic Let's books. toss a frisbee around. Yeah. Let's play some spike ball. Oh baby, you're talking my language. Well, you know what, Dan? Too bad because we got another fat stack of comic books you're that right. we need we to sure review. Do. The viewers, the listeners, the readers—they demand it. They say they, they ask for it. We, they were like Dandy and Jerry. You guys were gone last week, and you're going to be gone next week. You pieces of shit. You pieces of shit. You That's absolute, what they call us. You absolute garbage. What happens if when you're gone next week in Hawaii? I just do a solo show and i'm like and i like do both i like lean back and forth and i'm like i'm like i'm dead i hate 
I mean, that would that would wear thin real quick, and I would love to see it. It would so. if it was like a fifteen minute episode where I did like one of them. No, it should be like a full hour <laughs> of you just humiliating yourself by like trying to sustain this bit. That absolute no perfection. <laughs> no, if anyone's listening and wants to be a guest on next week's podcast, yeah. take Danny Max space. Yep, place. Um, forever uh, forever yeah he's expendable <laughs> we know he's been he's been putting out craigslist ads left and right uh get back get back to your boy uh at jared m on twitter but surprise no one no one wants to be podcast host with this with this dude that i don't know how to finish this i was i was gonna be like maybe too mean and then i was like no he's still a good guy you know <laughs> he's still he's still he's still jerry i do my absolute best uh we're gonna move on to marvel marbles uh we have unexpectedly the end i thought this was a 12 issue series. yeah and i thought so too i was like buckling up for two more Dude, issues of this shit. but man i was very happily surprised <laughs> because it's finally over avengers no bone shall go unknown and number nine and number ten the finale the f- sequel the finale sequels number avengers no road 10. home nine and ten written by al ewing jib zub and mark wade with art by paco Badina on number nine Sean Isaacs on number 10. Colors on number 9 by Jesus Alberto. Jesus, probably. Uh, number 10 is Marcio Mendez and Eric Arciniega. And letters on number 9 and number 10 by Joe Sabino. This is the finale, the ult- the penultimate and the ultimate issue of Avengers No Road Home. Back to back to back. Danny, Mac, would you like to attack? The Avengers No Road Home. Avengers No Road 10. Home. Yeah, please Man. drag it, sis. Give me the tea. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, man. I, I love tea, but not this flavor. I really didn't like any of this. So they get to Euphoria, whereas so they're collecting the orgasm planet. Their orgasm planet. They're collecting these shards, and Nyx has two of the three shards. So they go to the the third planet where and the once, third shard. Once is. you get all three of the Dragon Ball shards, you can exactly. call Shang Long the Gundam down. Exactly, yep. and he'll come out and he'll fuck you good. He'll do the old spirit bomb. Yep, exactly. So. uh euphoria is this planet where people go to like it's a vacation destination and the spirit of this planet called euphoria nice is basically (laughs) yeah is basically it's just trying to make everyone happy all the time and she has the last and she has the last shard to like all of this so she's trying to make everyone happy and she's like what do you guys all want and they're like well we want to fucking kill each other and get rid of the endless night and also some like deep psychological issues. My favorite part was at the beginning where Euphoria was like, I'll just give it to the person who's the nicest. Yeah. And and then they're all just like, I want it. Like, I want it for shitty oh, reasons. No, I wanted it for a shitty I'm reason. Fucking kill it. It's like, can you at least like lie? At least Dude, the the worst bit? the worst know. line the worst like I don't know if it Hawkeyes was the worst. I, no, no, no. It was the Hulk. The Hulk line, you less of all monster, tell me your desire. And oh, he's like, yeah. little things. She's like, no, I will not. I will, I will not, not help that. you destroy your world. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Groan. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, so this is, uh, the plot really breaks down here because. No, it doesn't. It this, does. is a per- this is a perfect ending. <laughs> so Euphoria asks them all what their desire says that she's going to give it to the nicest person. Basically. My favorite is that then she just like Nick's just fucking rips it out of her at the end. Well, yeah, but she, no, she gives it. She gives it to Nyx. She do? Yeah. It's, uh, let me, let me see here. Damn, that's a good three seconds pause. Yeah, sorry. I'm pretty sure that she actually just, yeah, here, here, here She we says, go. come and take it, right? She says, no. She, so they fight for a little bit, and then they restrain Nyx, 
And then she's like, is this truly what you desire? Defeat and destruction? And then she's like, if you must have it, then it's yours. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're right. But then take it from me, I guess. Which she does, like, she instantly. Instant, immediately just rips it out of this lady. So it's like, ugh, it's like she's giving it to this person who she should know is the worst person out of all of them. Uh, not worse than um, one Monsieur Hulk. And then she goes to a house in New Jersey so that she can make a universe, a Nyx universe of, like, darkness. Of anti-creation. And then... That's issue. right, ladies and gentlemen. The source of all creation is an abandoned house in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Now we know. Now we know. And I, I was waiting for at least some kind of payoff for, like, why this house was cool. I'm coming off the OA season two. Spoilers. Don't tell me. I haven't seen Seeing it. some cool haunted house weird sh- parallel dimension shit. And this is like, no, it's literally like, it's just a house in New Jersey that Nix goes to to try and make this universe. There's nothing well, special no, it's about the, it. It's the center of creation. It's the center. Yeah. It's, I guess. That's boring. It is special. Uh, but that's boring. I, I don't know. They didn't do anything cool with it. It's like, okay, there's this house and it's the center of the creation. That's it. And now Nix is making her universe there. And that's like I was waiting for some something cool to be in the house, maybe or yeah, like there was no payoff. Some there. core, some sort. Oh, of... What do you like, mean? In issue ten, you see that fucking the Marvel Universe came out of that house in New Jersey. Yeah, I want. It was bad. It was wait, 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 wait. What? I wonder if it's like, where was where was Stan Lee from? Oh. Uh... Are we just too dumb, dude? We probably are. I think we're too dumb. I think we're too dumb because they go to. <laughs> go to an abandoned house in new jersey where probably stan Stan lee Lee created the marvel universe because the entire issue 10 is just it's just the vision making characters in that house to kill nix basically so nix's whole thing is she's she sees creation as an abomination and she's going to unmake creation replace it with darkness and the vision is uh basically like hey you know what He's the only one who was able to go in after. Yeah, creation always wins. Uh, And so then you get these very fan-service-y panels where, like, every Marvel hero sprouts out of it. He's, like, like, drawing windows and drawing all these Marvel characters, and and then they come out. Dude, we're fucking dumb. That's That's what it was. Yeah, we're fucking stupid. And actually, it was pretty... That's pretty clever, then. I mean... I wonder if it's a nod to Stan Lee. Yeah, maybe. Because the whole bit is that, like, imagination creates... It's... it's, Okay, it's, like... It's not... It's not... Re, like it's not paving fresh ground right yeah it's 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 this is optimism and naivety right whereas the what we were talking about with um <clears throat> wonder twins is kind of like informed mm-hmm. are, you, are you googling this right now yeah, i'm googling it's kind of like informed optimism it's optimism with the weight this is like kind of almost blind optimism it's like no hope and imagination and creativity yeah, he was born in new york so yeah. i'd say that's probably a pretty safe bet yeah in creativity it will always win against evil and yeah. it's like it, that's what this is kind of about but if 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 it's all in service of stan it yeah yeah because it's all of his creations right you've got yeah. classic thor you've got yep. the fantastic four you've yep. got the x-men ghost rider yeah the uh, iron fist yeah, this is totally... That's what it Yeah, was. that's we're, totally what we're it was. Fu- we're fucking idiots. Yeah. Hey, we came to a revelation on our podcast sure midway did. through. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's... that's Yeah, that's better. That's much better. Do you, do you like Avengers No Road Home now? No. I like you this last it. issue better. This last issue... I thought this last issue was pretty good before I figured it out. Before I figured it out, I thought it was pretty Hokey. lame. Yeah, it's just like, oh, my imagination in the universe will always win over evil. It's just like... It just... Yeah, it's too 
easy. It's too like simplistic. The and house too... of ideas. The... Yeah, that must be the house that that Stanley. <laughs> was... How did we? How, how did we miss how this? Are we... The the house Fucking of ideas. Stupid. The fantastic. The astonishing. The amazing. Spider Man. We're, so We're so dumb. dumb. God damn it. God damn it. Hey, right. but I'm smart because I figured it out. That's true. And let the record show, ladies and gentlemen, that Jarrett <laughs> Mort has triumphed. Jarrett was right over about Avengers Mac. No Road Home. That that shitty comic was actually a good comic in disguise the whole time. My favorite part is when you see the Hulk and he's walking around shirtless. And then he stares at the sun and he goes, have you ever suffered? <laughs> like you're talking to a fucking celestial body, sir. <laughs> it doesn't have it a... It doesn't have a fucking central nervous system. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty weird. But uh, yeah, what did you make out of that? Because it was Bruce Banner saying it. Yeah. Except maybe it's Joe. <laughs> it's Joe. <laughs> what if it's Joe? What about, how do you feel about Space Hercules? Uh, With this I, weird little battered Novacore boy. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Who I don't knows? know. Is, it, is is he just like living? The, oh, oh my God! The worst thing about this follow the characters of was that they home. retconned the entire fucking olympus getting killed yeah they're like oh they're alive again of course a fucking course but I'm... they're somewhere they're somewhere in a far off place right i was in yeah. space beyond space that was the point when you could hear me reading this when i was like this is fucking stupid <laughs> uh but, but hey it was a little bit more reverent than we thought it was. Yeah, but I can't really say that it was bad because it was in service of Stan Lee. So if I said it was bad, I'd be a fucking monster. You'd be an asshole. Yeah. That's what you would. So, yeah, that was okay. That was great. <laughs> five out of five for me. <laughs> five what out are of you five? Gonna, what are you going to rate it, Dan? You're fucking serious? Staring me in the eye. Come on, tell me tell me that a uh, homage to the late Stan Lee is, is less than. I'll give it a solid 3.5. Danny Mac. Yeah, realistically, I give it a four. I thought... I thought the bits, I really liked the bits where the vision was in the house. I actually really, I was stirred, I was moved in a way that I was like, okay, this, this is nice. It's 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 hopey, optimism-y, it's kind of, but yeah. it was a little hokey. It was, but it was very hokey. It plays but, on my heartstrings because I'm a little hokey. Well, yeah, I'm a little, I'm not hokey, but I'm hokey for Stan Lee, so now it kind of, you know. Now, yeah. If you it, read it, it again, sense. if you read it again. But I was I was just enjoying this kind of celebration of the Marvel Universe. It had all of it, you know what I mean? And I was... Didn't quite connect the dots that it was like everything Stan Lee created. Yeah. Shh, probably should have. Probably should have. But did. On the record, bitches. Yep. He Hell yeah. It. He made it. Uh, I'd give it a four. Fair. Next up, we have the West Coast Avengers. Best Coast Avengers, but last Coast Avengers. <laughs> uh, written by Kelly Thompson. Uh, art by Moy R. Colors by Trina Farrell and VC's very own Joe Caramania. On the letters, Dan, this is the fucking... It's the last it. issue. They fucking they canceled fucking it. They fucking canceled it. We didn't know until we were reading this. Ah, damn. I really didn't want it to... I really didn't want this to be the end of this one, guys. It was a grand experiment, and I felt like we were doing something really special and different. This is a letter by the writer, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And it's I really know a lot sad. of you agreed, but misfits are misfits for a reason, I guess. Dot, dot, dot. They're just not as popular as they deserve to be. Yeah. West Coast Avengers has been canceled. Yep. And uh, this is the last issue. This was a team-up book. I feel like I'm reading a fucking eulogy right now. This was a team-up book uh, yeah, starring is. Kate Bishop as uh, best Hawkeye, uh, Clint Barton as uh, Hawkeye, uh, Spider-Gwen, no, Gwenpool, Gwenpool, Gwenpool America Chavez, Peter Quentin Quill, Quentin Quire, Quentin Quire that's and it, then a guy Peter that Quill. no one's ever going to remember because no one cares about him. Fusion. Fusion. <laughs> and his sister, Alloy. Alloy. God, they were they bad. They could have easily cut these guys out. 
Oh, that would have been a great that team. Much, yeah, that's what killed the comic man. It was dude. it was fusion and alloy. You know what? It, sucking up a storm. <laughs> and fusion wanted to suck. Yeah, up a storm, huh? Yeah, because it, it's it's sort of the big at the, the end big of this. reveal is that Kate can't date a straight man. Yeah, Kate's both of Kate's boyfriends. They were like kind of gay vying over her um, in the last few issues, and then in this one, it turns out they're like gay or bi for each other. So how fun! Yeah, I I, I did think that was pretty it was fun. Pretty, it was pretty funny. I, <laughs> it was funny. I Actually, mean, my favorite my, my favorite bit was the interview with the two of them, where like they yeah. were confessing. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, I get why she's into him. He's pretty hot." And then like, the other wait, one's ex- like, "Explain." Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, I, "Oh, I get why he's into him. He's pretty hot." And then I, they're like, "Uh," and he's like, "Oh, you know something." I, I really like um, when Quentin is making the baby shark, the baby land shark, spin in the tornado. Mm-hmm. The baby land shark was great. Yeah, in retrospect, I didn't really like the vampire stuff, uh, but I didn't think it was going to be the end. Yeah, and I don't I think, think I don't they think did it either. Either yeah. so there was like. A, yeah, America Chavez, who is a superpowered woman, was taken by vampires, <laughs> which includes Kate Bishop's mom, mom who's sure. also a vampire, and she says like, "Fuck you, mom, you're a vampire." I wish they would. And then the mom's like, "I just care about you." I wish they would have given them three issues to wrap this up. Yeah, me like, too. They would have been like, "Okay, your shit's canceled." Finish your arc, yeah, and then you've got three issues to do yeah. like a wrap up thing. Yeah. But instead, they're like, "Hey, your shit's canceled. Your shit's canceled. Finish Deal it up with this it. arc." But because uh, it came out of nowhere, the last panel, the last panel is Kate Bishop reading her mail, and she goes, "Wait, who's this Dutch oven? Uh, who's the Dutch oven? And why is he saying we? He can get us canceled. He can't possibly have the authority to the end." Yeah. And then you turn the page, and it's fucking, it's been canceled. Yeah. But I will say, I don't know, I thought they wrapped it up pretty well, yeah, actually, because, like, the last, I don't know, four or five pages were clearly wrap-up, it was like, this is where they're going, this is where they are now, and it's like, it's all, like, it's, like, post-credits interviews with the whole cast, and uh, I thought they did a pretty good job with that. The actual vampire stuff, I didn't really care for, but I thought they, that they up, yeah. I thought they wrapped it up pretty well, and that actually made me like this issue a lot more. I really enjoyed uh, the Jeff tornado, and then yeah. Quentin's shirt that says Jeff is people too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. He had the best shirts. You know, yeah. hey, big ups to West Coast Avengers for having some of the best Best t-shirts. shirts in the game. Best t-shirts in the game. Dan, what would you read rate the uh, ultimate issue of West Coast Avengers? I will be sad to see it go, though I was thinking like at the beginning of this, I'm like, okay, I've seen, I don't know, I could I could drop this and be fine because I've it is kind of one note, but it, the one note it does is really good. Yeah, it was, and it, and it was. So I will actually miss it. I thought this was a good uh, ultimate issue, and I would give it a four out of five. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a four out of five as well. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was cute. I thought it was nice. It hit all the notes. Yep. That, that kept us pulling it, and we're going to be really sad to see it go. It was one yeah. of our favorite yeah. favorite series coming out of Marvel. It was, one it was of always the be- one of those most consistent ones. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those ones that I always forgot about. Yeah. But we pulled it anyway. We always got it, and we pre-ordered it, and, and we always whenever kept it, pulling it. And whenever it showed up in my stack, I was like, "Oh yeah, what's goes yeah, Adventures? Yeah. It's just colorful and fun and good characters. I don't know. And now now realizing that it was canceled, it makes so much sense that they sped up that one chick having powers. Because Kelly, yeah, Kelly Thompson probably really had to pivot real quick and be like, this is my plan for her. Alloy. You know I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. it yeah, was out true. of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Dan, do you want to talk about... Uh, okay, next up we've got Age of X-Men Next Gen number three, written by Ed Brisson with art by Marco Toe, colors by Jason Keith, and letters by Clayton Cowles. Yeah. So, 
What? It's fine. Cool. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're picking back up with, oh, shit, Glob, right? Yes. Not to be confused with Blob. Please do not confuse with Blob, who is currently fornicating with Psylocke as with we Psylocke, speak. Psylocke, probably. Um, if but... he can unearth his penis from his gigantic <laughs> belly. <laughs> Good adjective. Unearth. Unearth. <laughs> um, or verb. Sorry, so... you, I completely derailed you with that, didn't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Can't can't unsee that in my mind. I'm trying to thank like, you for that mental image that will be of this. <laughs> forever burned in my frontal cortex. Yeah. So uh, this is yeah. This is the issue. It's in the Age of X Man alternate universe where spinoff event. Yep. Spinoff event. What if the world was only inhabited by mutants with no uh, unpowered people to speak of? Filthy humans. Filthy muggles. Filth unbelievable so uh basically this is a totalitarian um regime regime what do you call dystopian society Uh um and they are i don't know how to explain this man there there's order at all costs and then there is ensabonur mr apocalypse himself being the hippie uh rebel against this society so they memory wipe and they do all this shit in order to keep everyone in line at all times. There's a group of high schoolers. Some of them know the truth. Some of them are in are like going towards knowing the truth, and some of them are getting caught knowing the truth and then having their memory wiped repeatedly. But if you get your memory wiped too many times, then they're going to take you away and assumedly kill you, something like that. So some of them have figured out that there's this like shady government shit going on. Some of them haven't, um, and they're basically working through that, trying to not get caught by the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, can you explain a little bit of the actual like that boy and the plot? Yeah, so um, basically, we in the first issue we met a team of they called the Next Gen. They're they're kind of Generation X. It's a riff on Generation X, which is a um, series that gets printed every now and then, which is kind of like the next generation of X Men. You know, they're they're always okay. new young people with like cool new powers, stuff like that. So this is this universe's version of that. They're in high school in training to become the next X Men, which in this universe are kind of like cops of the order that you just described. Yeah. And so um, the first issue introduced them as a team that were all unified. Right. And then at the end of that one, saw them getting splintered. Episode two, or issue two had them, had kind of exploring those two different paths where they were diverging. You had some kind of being kind of awoken, unplugged from the Matrix in, in, in some way mm-hmm. of the idea, and then some still very married to it. And mm-hmm. this is kind of that paying off a little bit. My favorite bit in this was um, the kind of dare, the dare uh, sort of, I don't know, surrogate, where um, in classroom they were learning about people that were being addicted to the drug yeah. known as Unveil. I like that too. Um, where they're basically like, you'll notice some behavioral changes and visual changes and one of the girls had to shave her hair because glob got a bunch of his glob parts in his in her hair and so her friend the pixie is like looking at her and being like oh my god she's addicted to she's addicted to the thing you know what i mean and it's almost what's funny it's it's funny because she's not addicted to the drug she's never taken the drug well the drug isn't addictive anyways exactly that's what i'm saying like so so she thinks she's addicted to this drug with the drug is actually like 
they're they're kind of like making this thing a nefarious thing that isn't necessarily nefarious the drug like restores their memory it's prop yes it's propaganda they're they're issuing some kind of propaganda against this It's basically reefer madness yeah but for this imaginary drug in the x-men universe so So, yeah i really like that part yes that's kind of what's going on and it's like how do we figure out if people are using this which will undermine our nefarious schemes oh we make it we demonize it by make it seem like a harmful substitute and then watch when people turn their best friends in to try and get them off of an addictive substance that they think will kill them. Yeah, I, I actually really, really, really love this because it's like it's these friends that you, you are split into two groups. And then one of those two groups is split into several other groups mm-hmm. in, the, in terms of like you have these two groups that are completely ignorant and completely yeah. unaware of what's going on. They think yeah. that their friends are addicted to a drug. Yeah. Right. An and addictive then, drug that will kill them. And then there's and then the people there's there's another group of one girl who had to shave her head who is actually still more on the side of the people that are that she's still on the side of order but she's more like awoken to the idea that like there's some shit going on behind the behind mm-hmm. the so she's trying to stop the other friend um, from aligning himself with these rebels because she's a, she's worried about him yeah so there's like a lot of interpersonal conflict that's spread around in a lot of different clever ways and this yeah. is really fun yeah i agree i still I, this is still my favorite of the of the age of x-man like event mm-hmm. spin i don't even know what you call them yeah. but like there, yeah and there's a million of them how many are there in this like there's six sl- they're actually yeah there, there's um there's one two three four five six total but they're they're now doing it instead of having multiple comes up coming out on each week they're having one come out each week oh that's which nice. i think is pretty cool so that is smart next up we'll have the amazing nightcrawler which actually came out we haven't been pulling haven't it so i didn't get it yeah but extremist number yeah, three comes the out blob. Next week. yep oh, and then covers so and then good. um prisoner x number three comes out the week after that uh apocalypse and the extracts number three comes out the week after that and marvelous x-men number four comes out after that so i think cool. i'm actually going to sign us up for yeah. all of this because one a week is way easier that's to way easier yeah than, like, these were way too they were coming out like two a week before this right yeah it's way too much way, way too much um so i'm glad that they're on this schedule now this mm-hmm. is actually perfect mm-hmm. hey marvel check it out this is the best event you guys have done in a long time yeah war of the realm sucks yeah. uh and it happened too quickly after the fucking spider-man thing and there's also yeah. another spider-man thing going on right now Ugh. age of x-man feels amazing because it's like this little sub thing you know what I mean? And it's like not the, too rushed. It's and not the, too the, convoluted. Right. There's the, not the a pace, billion people in everything. The pacing of it started out a little rough, but this is the ideal one. One a week. Yeah. Where I'm just pulling one a week and it's all matching up. I, I, I'm sure that it's probably not the best. I don't know. It's like one of those things. Like I feel like, you know, the whales of the comic book industry. Yeah. Like, who pulls everything and who doesn't? Might buy him, but I wonder if, like... the filthy casuals like us. Yeah. You know, I wonder if they might make more money kind of spreading it that way as opposed to stacking it high. You know what I mean? No, stacking it high instead of spreading it out. I'm sure that analogy works. Yeah. I think it does. Maybe? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. What would you rate... you're right. What would you rate Age of X-Men X-Gen number three? I would give it... A solid four. Cool. Me too. Cool. Last up, we got Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number five. Written by Tom Taylor with art by Yildre Sinar. Nolan Woodard on colors and Travis Lanham on, on, on letters. And I'm being very quiet because... This is a serious issue. Aunt May has fucking cancer. Aunt May has cancer. Aunt May has cancer and Peter will go to chemotherapy with her. Fucking asshole. What a piece of shit. Can you believe that shit? The, no. It's like the second page in this book 
Aunt May has cancer, which we're already pissed about. She shouldn't have cancer. You right. don't fuck with Aunt May. That's the rule. And do you know the the worst fucking thing about this is his shitty ass excuse He's for not going such to a chemo. Piece of shit. I have she a asked, lot going on right now. Yeah, she asked him to go to chemotherapy with her. her she even first. Sa- she even says, "I hate to ask this of you." Yeah, because she's so goddamn nice. Yeah, I don't want to impose. But could you please come to my fucking chemotherapy treatment with me? Oh, Emmy, I got a lot going on. I got on a right lot now. going on. Your chemotherapy is hitting me really hard, so I got so, a lot to deal with. Fucking would, would you please understand? Would you please understand, Aunt May, that like you getting cancer is super inconvenient for me. <laughs> a superhero. Who can't I had a lot possibly... going on already yeah. because I got, you know, my doctorate stripped away because a Dr. Oct had in- inhabited my body. <laughs> okay, to be fair, that is a lot. <laughs> fucking yeah it's not compared to aunt may getting fucking cancer it's not you're right that's some bullshit fuck fuck peter in this sense it's the thing i didn't like about this a lot so like first he just writes her off and they don't even talk about it really like it's clear that away. it's clear that he runs away and he's well, going the next through some the next shit. panel is literally him yeah. sprinting and he's like i'm not running away really yeah but it's still like that's there should be more going on than you running away if you're refusing to go with basically your mom and I guess like grandma in the same person grandma and like and to cancer and he's just like oh I'm running away and then at the end he like shows up and it's like your son's already here he's so generous it's like no he's still a piece of shit he still ran away from Aunt May when she asked him to go to fucking chemotherapy it's like that's what I didn't like the most about this is like it seemed like they totally forgave him at the end of this because he showed up to chemotherapy yeah because he showed up to chemotherapy and it's like oh he's such a nice boy it's like no he's still a piece of shit that said no when his great aunt slash mom slash grandma asked him to go to chemotherapy with her i will disagree i I don't think that they said that he was all forgiven but i think that was implied i I think in the in the end he made the correct decision yeah because he 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 did say no that he wasn't going to be there but he was there it's not like he missed one he he showed up he he you know what i mean like he he showed up he was there for her when like she actually needed him i'm not gonna say that it wasn't shitty of him at the beginning to be like no it was but in the end he made the right call he went he went there and he was there for her. Right? He did, but I the way that the comic made it seem was that he was such a good guy at the end. And that rubbed me the wrong way. It's like okay. if he was really a good guy, he, he should have been more apolog- said yes or been he more, more apologetic. apologetic. Yeah. yeah. It's like he it, he did kind of gloss over. He's like, I've been reading a lot about chemo. One thing they don't tell yeah. you is how boring it is. So I got you some snacks and some crossword puzzles. If I was yeah. Aunt May, I'd be like, You little shithead yeah. fucking asshole, I took you in. Yeah. You wouldn't exactly. even, you wouldn't even come to <laughs> chemotherapy with me, you fucking dick. Yeah, I thought they let him off the hook a little bit. Way too easy. A little bit. But uh, but apart from that, it was still really good. Like yeah, he broke friendly a kid's arm. Yeah, he broke a kid's arm, and he... that's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man breaking kids' arms. Yeah, to that's... be fair, the kid did steal a car. He did. So yeah, <laughs> this guy stole a car, and I really like that part of the dialogue where he's like, "People who steal cars usually know how to drive them," and like the kid was just smashing and everything because he was a kid, a literal kid, yeah, and his. Uh, stepdad was like abusing his mom and him or something like that so peter's like oh well fuck i can't really like arrest you <laughs> and then in the best in the best moment ever he peter parker drives a stolen car drives a stolen and then car uses to his save spider the kid uses his spider powers to launch the car up into a skyscraper and webs it so that, that the amazing. kid wouldn't get arrested by the police 
And that's some good friendly neighborhood. That's Spider-Man a friendly shit. neighborhood Spider-Man. That's what friendly neighborhood Spider-Man's all about. And it's, you know what? It's also about going to your fucking great aunt's chemotherapy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. If a sweet old lady is terrified that she's going to die and is going to do some chemotherapy and she's been yeah. raising you for the past few yeah. years and putting up with all your bullshit yeah. and always forgiving yeah. you even when you fuck up in every yeah. single situation and kill yeah. your fucking girlfriend and yeah. all this stuff. Maybe go to the maybe, maybe go, go to the, the fucking chemo maybe appointment, go to the Peter. Chemo appointment. You piece of shit. Wow, we God. God damn. What a fucking asshole. Hey, but you know what? I think it takes some skill to write uh, a hero who d- makes a shitty decision. Wouldn't I guess. Be- yeah, you know. But I, I didn't think they really like. I I didn't think they handled it well. Would enough. you say Tom Taylor's a, a quack? No, a hack writer. He's very good. He's very good. Good because he's writing a deceased event, which is going to be pretty cool. Oh, what oh. is it? It's like a horror movie DC event, I think. I don't really. Oh know. yeah, I saw the ad for that. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know. All right, well, yeah, it's 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 just that bothered me on a visceral level, and also it kind of bothers me that they're going down this road with Aunt May to begin with. Yeah, it's kind of a cheap shot. It's like, oh, she's got the cancer. I licked Pete the big C. Peter's got to deal with it. It's like, why don't why don't you just not give her cancer and leave her leave her the fuck alone? Leave Aunt May alone. She's done enough. She's suffered enough. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, me either. But uh, but that said, the actual content of this was really well done, and I really liked what they did because it seems like it's such a it's a good nuanced way to explore like superheroes saving people because like superheroes they beat up the bad guys but in this case it's like superheroes they beat up the bad guys but the bad guys are really just kids being abused by their parents so what do you do then also he does appeal to um sorcerer supreme oh yeah dr strange being like hey can you fix aunt may's cancer and uh dr strange says hey you know what some things are kind of out of my control yeah which doesn't make sense he fucking healed the kid's broken arm with a cast you know what I mean? Yeah. But, he's like, but I can't fix cancer. Well, he does I can say open something... up multi-dimensional things, <laughs> but I can't fix cancer. I think he alludes to like something in the fact like I could maybe do it, but it would like maybe open some dimensions and let out some demons, something like that. So sorry, sorry, Aunt May. <laughs> You're not important <laughs> enough to really fuck up the MCU for or Jane. Fo- I mean, if I, that's what I was thinking, I was like if Jane fuck, Foster. Yeah, Jane yeah. Foster would deserve it, but yeah. she's, she's cancer free, baby. Yeah. That's right. the thing you can't you can't cure cancer in the MCU because nope. then you can't bring it back for cheap for cheap tears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Later on down the line. Yep. Ratings? Mm, I'm so conflicted about this man. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I really liked the actual content of this, but the fact that they gave Aunt May cancer and that Peter was such a fucking shithead like really soured me on it. That's so. like a one out of five for you. That part is a one out of five. The part with him and the, the kid, kid who stole the car is like a, a four five. or five mm-hmm. out of five. So I guess I'll just merge them all and say average it out, baby. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four. I'm gonna say four. Four. Wow. Okay. At least the fact that they like made me care this much about it to where I'm like yeah. arguing with myself yeah. is something. It's, that's laudable, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I'll give it like a. I think I'll give it a four as well. It's pretty Fair. good. Uh, so we're going to take a break, look up what we're going to pull next week. There's no bargain bins this week. We had a whole bunch of comics we had to read. So stack. Uh, chill out. We're going to um, pick them up. Well, not next week. Shit. Yeah. Well, maybe well, you're going to pick them up. Next if week. if yeah. somebody comes and hangs out and does a guest if show, Jerry, with me, if Jerry finds someone to take my some, spot, some poor, unfortunate, <laughs> wretched soul who I'll have to murder upon my return or at least duel to yes. see who the rightful heir to the podcast yes. throne is. We'll we'll return uh, with bargain bins next week. Uh, but for now, we're going to you sit tight. We're going to look up what's coming up next week and tell you what we're going to pull. Cool. Uh, well, I'm going to pull. Fuck you, Dan. Yeah, you know why? You'll still read them. Yeah. Uh, so be, we'll be right back. And we are back. 
That's right, baby. We're back with the books that we're going to pull next week. No bargain bins this week, like we said before. But hey, if you want to uh, tune in next week for if I fucking have an episode, if I get, if I'm lucky enough to have a guest, cobble together some, some, I'll just kidnap somebody. something that can talk. Listen, lady, I'll let you go if you do this podcast. Do this podcast with me. Nothing bad will happen. (laughs) Do this fucking podcast, please. I'm desperate. Please. Uh, so next week we've got a uh, decent amount of books. Not not too bad, but not too great either. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Uh, we'll be fine. All right, we got Marvel, uh, Age of X Men, Extremist number three, uh, Fantastic Four number nine, Thanos number one, and Venom number thirteen. We're checking out a couple new number ones next week. DC is going to see Heroes in Crisis number eight, Wonder Woman number sixty nine. Boing boing boing. Whoa. Uh, Terrifics number fifteen. Ascent. Oh, that's it for DC. And then for the other publishers, we've got out of image, we've got Ascender number one and Man Eaters number eight. Dan, what are you the most excited about next week? Here's in Crisis number eight. Hey, is that I'm it? V excited for that. Um, I know you're excited for Man Eaters. Yeah, Man Eaters for sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, those are my two my two biggins. My my big ones are Extremist number three, Heroes in Crisis. I'm very excited for Ascender number one. That is a story about. I'm very curious about that. About a sad. At least Ascender was a story about a sad little robot at the end of the world who was just trying to find someone else who was still alive. Dude, Wally's like my favorite movie, so that sounds right up my alley. Uh, yeah, imagine Wally if Wally was in the shape of a little boy who was sad a lot. Perfect. I love it. I'm in it. I'm here for it. And then Man Eaters number eight. So, that has been issue episode <laughs> number 10. Yeah? Holy fuck of nice. Craft Comics. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we do apologize for not being around. You know, summer's a busy time with vacations and things like that. Yeah. Um, Shouldn't be too bad, I don't think, up, in the yeah. summer. Like, this, I've only got this vacation and something in, like... I don't know, November and like a cabin yeah. weekend or something. So it yep. shouldn't be too but bad for I think last, even last year we recorded on cabin weekend. So we're, yeah, you're right. We're going to we make were it troopers last year, even yeah. though we didn't publish it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make it work. Um, the only time we're not going to be able to make it work is when we're physically unable to. So yep. you will always get an episode of craft comics when we are able to. And if we're not able to, we do apologize, but the quality yeah. may be dubious. Maybe we're at a cabin all but weekend. But you'll have an episode. Really, yeah. But you'll have something. <laughs> you'll have an episode of us being hung over and being tired and just wanting to get it over with but hey and maybe that's like a joy in of itself like yep. maybe you're listening to us so that you don't have to feel as bad as we do it, yeah you know what and that might yeah yeah you'll, yeah you'll be just like hey at least i'm not those guys at least i'm not these scrubs and, uh, and you can get that feeling for a whole two hours yeah <laughs> so thanks for tuning in uh we will we will be back i'm making it a promise even yeah. if i have to do this shit alone we will be back next oh. week Oh man, I would I would love to see. We that. will be back next week, uh, guaranteed, one hundred percent. That's the Jerry Moore. That's the Jerry, Jerry Moore. That's the Jerry Moore guarantee. Even if I have what to, that's worth. Even after I fucking kidnap one of my friends, yeah. Uh, we we will be here next week. It won't be Danny Mac, but it will be me. Uh, so that don't worry, there will so be tune some out, unsubscribe <laughs> just for next week. Just subscribe yeah. the week after. Uh, and that's I've been Jared Moore, and I am still Daniel McHugh going to Hawaii. In several days. Crafts Comics, number 10. 2019. Signing out. Uh, Have a great day. Have a great day. You degenerates.